The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? Everybody, and welcome back to the Flyover State Sports Show. I am your host, Sam Long, and I am joined by our main man, Caleb the Bean Jubal, and our shirtless wonder, Gavin Turd Alexander. Gavin, give the people what they want. Bust those titties out. No, that's too early for that, Sam. I'm a, I keep Ooh. my clothes on until at least, you know, like 7.30. Gavin, I've got three ones. Now. I have three okay. ones. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> ah, tacos. There you go, ah. Sam. God, what is that coming down your chest? Nope, fuck off. Yeah. Where are they where does it go? Well, keep going south. <laughs> Speaking of uh, titties, um, I had a coworker tell me a story one time. Am I going to have to edit uh, this out? No. Okay. I'm not naming any names. So basically, they were snapping one of our former employees. They left for a different job. They weren't fired or anything. And I guess that she thought that he was hot. So like she reciprocated. And then, so she sent him, like, that classic, you know, like, towel photo, like, covering her, you know, chesticles. Gavin and, sends me that once a week. Dog, but he was drunk. So, like, oh. he wasn't, like, he wasn't, like, in a suave mode. He was just drunk. <laughs> and his text read, damn bitch, what that towel for? Bust them titties out. <laughs> and he got him. She just did it. And I was like, god damn it. Like. Is it that easy? Yes. <laughs> like shit, just gotta find uh, just gotta find that right gal. He said you didn't remember fucking doing it though. I hope your coworkers listen to this. That's what I think. This one might story. actually might actually. Sam started that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no like, no names, obviously, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, okay, but how many females work for your? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> We're not going to go mean, there. The thing is, is, there's a lot of guys. So, like, how would anyone be able to piece it together? I mean, the maybe, sad part uh, is that some companies, it's like, oh, that's that's Tiffany, or oh, that's. <laughs> I mean, yep. if someone from work, I, I don't know, man. There's like a couple people. There's so many people who like, you know, leave leave our you know line of work. You know, there's people. You know, it is probably a revolving line. door. They're, there are people, the line is a revolving door, like you said. Like, you know, they're there one week and gone the next, and like back on the welfare. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> no, no comment. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> Not one. All right, gentlemen, we have a great show today, and it's sponsored by Dr. Pepper. I'm down to my last. My last DP, I bought these before the K-State KU game two weeks ago, now three weeks ago. I'm down to my last DP. 
are they sending you the checks? I didn't get that. I didn't get no fucking check either, Beans. Shit. Free advertisement. No, I'll talk to our I'll talk to our lawyer. That leads me to an interesting question. What is everyone's favorite soda? Mine is DP. What if I don't like soda? You gotta have a favorite. It would be like if you had, you know... It would be like if you had, like, a litter of dogs and one of them was, like, a fucking, you know, bad dog. (sighs) Or they were all bad dogs, but you had to have your favorite bad dog. Yeah. (sighs) You really Man. have that much trouble picking up. I dude, I haven't had pop okay. If I'm being honest, I what, haven't drank I haven't, you had, then? I haven't drank pop since middle school, guys. Okay. Oh, you dr- wait, okay, so I'm guessing you don't drink that much then either on this is beer then? Yeah, I drink beer. I'm, I maybe like one or two. Like liquor? Liquor? Uh eh. like okay, I mean I have my liquor shelf over here, but it's got like just three things, so okay, <laughs> not how often. About, how about this? How about this? X nay the soda. You what? What's your preferred mixer then? Right, you 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 having a mixed oh. drink? Um, probably like a Gatorade. Have you ever mixed okay. Gatorade? W- which which one? Uh, it kind of depends on what I'm mixing with. Um, sometimes the blue Gatorade and vodka. The blue Gatorade and vodka is kind of like a good little like. Yeah. I feel like blue Gatorade. Ooh ooh ooh, ooh. Red, Bull, probably- Red Bull Red Bull Red Bull Red Bull. Oh, okay, so he's a basic bitch. Um, Red Bull and Jaeger, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Blue Gatorade's gotta be the only one I would mix with, like, vodka. But, like, I could there's no, there's no whiskey or anything that I feel like I could mix with Gatorade. No, you can't, well, no, not really. Um, I, I've heard that beer. Fuck with MP, bro. We're a couple. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard beer and Diet Mountain Dew mixed together is really good. I'm afraid. What? Yeah, I've heard that. I'm afraid. No, you haven't. No one's fucking told you that. No, I've heard it. I've you've, heard you've it. You've been pranked, bro. I don't know. Get out of here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Gavin has. Gavin like, keeps leaving in and out because he cannot stand your bullshit. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm putting my hands up saying, I don't know. I've just poured through the grapevine. Sources said, Sam. Sources said that Dr. Pepper, no, not Dr. Pepper, Ooh. Diet Mountain Dew. And beer. Sources, so I can get. I can't that. release those sources. It's per sources at this current yeah, moment. Just use beer as a blanket term, also. Like, just yeah, what kind of beer? Beer. I don't know. I like imagine beer. they're like a Bush Light light. They might like Bush Light. Actually, no, they're probably a Coors drinker. So, it's Coors the, Light. It's all the same. It's all the same. Any light beer is pretty much yeah, well. There's different. How like bad of a light beer you have to be to like get X made from like. And like Bush and like Bud Light. Yeah. Like you mean ro- you mean Rolling Rock? Same. Do you remember Regal Light, Gavin? Yes, I do. Yeah. There, there's this beer that Gavin and I used to drink like right before the pandemic. Actually, we got it from like a liquor store in Lawrence. Anytime we ever went to go see Archer and Cats in Lawrence, it was called Regal Light, and you got like a thirty pack for like fifteen bucks. Yeah. It's like Genesee. I'm okay. I'm going to, I'm going to sit here and say this. This is my hot take. I have one for later, but this is my hot take. Natty light does not deserve the hate that it gets, re- that it gets received. I agree. It's, it's because it's the same fucking beard. It's the same thing as Coors Light. Well, I agree with that, but it's cheaper and it does the same results. So don't fucking yeah, shit don't, on it. Yeah, 
dude. Okay, like Natty Light is my preferred preferred beer mosa mixer because it's just cheapest. It's, it's like, the cheapest, exactly. <laughs> yes, I. We are so sidetracked. Jesus. Oh my We're god! We're never going to talk about the Super Bowl, Gavin. It's never gonna happen. I... Why the fuck would we talk about the biggest football game of the year for a, a football based podcast? Why wouldn't we just talk about beer? We covered a lot of ground there. I was kind of impressed, actually. Honestly, like if we included the pre pre podcast, (laughs) we have like two hours of content. We do have two hours of content. Beans, if you do not release at least the point of us arguing about the pronunciation of that guy's name up until us like making fun of children that you used to uh, recruit, I'm going to be so mad. You can release it whenever the fuck you want, by the way. Like it's the last, it's like that last episode of SpongeBob. That episode. I don't care when you release it, but like that was content. Like shout means- out, oh, ro, ro, ro. <laughs> oh, ro, 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 ro. <laughs> You're gonna have to I like said it correct. What are you laughing? Four of doors. Okay, so Super Bowl. Yeah. Play yeah. Oh yeah, we are. Fuck Cincinnati. That's right. Who'd have thought? Skylight Gila too. Look at us. Look at us. Who'd have thought? Hey, Chiefs are rebuilding, and they're in the goddamn Super Bowl. Maybe Patrick Holmes really fucking. You know what? Can I start off? Can I start off with this real quick? Hey, man, you got it, man. You're the one who has to edit and everything. Thank you, Tyreek Hill, for sacrificing yourself for us to make it back to the Super Bowl. Yes, Gavin. We would have made it with or without Tyreek Hill. I know. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. But a, a, we are younger. Yes. B, these guys are now experienced. I know Tyreek Hill was experienced, but now these guys have this experience. All these guys from these rookies that were drafted this year have the experience of Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. That that that, in my opinion, in my opinion, that speaks a lot to in my in my world of football. Absolutely, in a better spot than we would have been if we would have just kept Tyreek Hill and paid him a shit ton of paid him a shit ton of money, gave him a shit ton of money, a longer deal, whatever. Taking whatever we would have gotten the draft, you know, we probably wouldn't have had either a George Karloftis or a B Trent McDuffie. We would have ran the season without them, or even a Leo Chanel because we got that third round pick too. So, you know, like these guys that are here now have this experience. We're younger, and and if you think about it, honestly, as a whole, like our main core of players have played a lot of football over the past three or four years. You know, you got Patrick Mahomes, you have Frank Clark, Chris Jones. Uh, you know, they played a lot of football because of how far we make it into the postseason. Yeah, yes, yep. So, in my opinion, getting younger is never such a bad thing because you're getting them experience and it helps out health-wise. Yeah, no, I, I agree. We're absolutely in a much, much better spot post-trade. And, I mean, I don't think anybody ever thought that, like, I mean, the opportunity is obviously there for us to get to a better spot. Whether we would do that or not was like had yet to be seen at the time of that trade. But that was the reason why, including most of us, like everyone, just like, oh, the Chiefs, like, can they get back this year? This is a rebuilding year, retooling year, blah, 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 blah. Oh, it didn't matter. You know why it didn't matter? Because we have three Hall of Famers, and that's all that matters. (laughs) Nothing else matters. Chris Jones helps. Thank you, Chris Jones. We have three mm-hmm. Hall of Famers, and no, no one else in the NFL has more than one on their roster right now. Now that you know that, that that is a good point. Like uh, uh, where the Eagles are at now, 
who's your, who would you say are e- Hall of Famers on the Eagles? Too early to uh, tell for most of Jason Kelsey. I was going to say Jason. Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson are the two that scream. Yep. Fletcher Cox is very much Chris Jones level. Okay. Um, uh, I'd could say, say James three. Bradbury to be funny, but like that's not gonna happen. That's so. probably not gonna happen. Um, honestly, or I'd, I'd say all of the Eagles players that we were talking about, or anybody we could talk about, or like none of them are on the level of our like big three. Well, yeah, that's I, I, no offense. I think you think that because they're offensive. I, I think I think the two people who are all famous are offensive linemen, and that's kind of a, you know what I mean. I mean, Travis Kelsey is probably the best tight end to ever play. Um, I think you could argue Lane Johnson might be the best right tackle to ever play with with how important he's been over the past couple, like, ever. I'm not disagreeing with you. Either either way, if it's close, then we're talking about one player compared to three on the Chiefs. Yeah, no, no, no. I I get it. I mean, like, I I think Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson are very strong Hall of Fame cases. Yeah, I would think both. I think both of them will eventually make it. I think Kansas City has the has the sexier Hall of Famers, which has pretty much been the Kansas City model for the past five years. Everything's a little bit sexier, like their team wise, big plays, big offense, all that crap. Crap. And crap. You know, do you think we're the bad guys in the NFL now? Do you think people are portraying us this way? No. Yes. Okay, well, explain both your answers here. I'd like to know both sides of the coin here. I I think a lot of people don't like us because we win a lot, but I, I so we're so now the bad guys. Like, are you talking like bad guys? Like people don't like us, like the Patriots? Or are you talking bad guys? Like people don't like us, like the Raiders? No, not like the Raiders. I'd say more Patriots because the Raiders they just their organization is just dysfunctional. I think more Patriots level. I meant more of like just because they're dirty. Gavin, go ahead. Okay, God. So, um, when Bean said that, I immediately took it to the Patriots because that was the thing that you always heard. You know, everybody yeah. hates the Patriots because they win a lot. The big, big difference is the way the Patriots won and the way that we win are two completely different stylistic ways of doing things. Brady is like the least athletic, aesthetically pleasing, dumping off to running backs, like just making the correct decision all of the time was never uber flashy just like the greatest decision maker at all points in the game, smart, all that stuff. But it wasn't fun to watch. Like, just think think back to the Super Bowl that we lost. And I, I truly still believe to this day that the best game I've or I've, the best Patrick Mahomes has ever played in uh, the playoffs was that Super Bowl loss to Tampa Bay. And, like, think how it's, like, with, God, just think back to that game. Patrick Mahomes throwing passes horizontally that you've never seen before. Like, just you compare that to Tom Brady coming back from 28 to 3 because he dumped off to James White a bunch and uh, Julian Edelman made a helmet catch. Like, just think that, that that's what it means to me. People are still going to hate us because we win a lot, but we do it in a way that, like, people aren't, aren't going to be as mad because they're like, you know what? I hate you, but, like, my eyeballs are happy after watching you. So. And- you know what? You know what really kind of rubs my nipples the wrong way is that people don't think Patrick Mahomes is a top three quarterback. No, those I don't think anyone who doesn't think that anyone who doesn't think that doesn't deserve an opinion. Yeah, like they're just, they're just trolls, beans. 
Yeah, there, I mean, that's probably true. But there's people out there that don't think that Travis Kelsey is good or that think that Patrick Mahomes is a top three quarterback. And I, in my opinion, he's not two or three. Like, the, the debate isn't there. <laughs> and, you know, people are, don't say, think Andy Reid's a good coach. Like, whether they think all three the same way all for all three or they think individual, like, circumstances, I don't know. I, I just don't know where that argument can be had because we had, this is a great time to be a Kansas city fan. Like, yeah, this is the best time. It, any argument against those three is like, just after this year, I, I just don't think you can make one. So I, seriously, I hate making a blanket statement like that, but what more do you need to see? Like what more has to do without Kelsey is the only other, like, and that was the biggest question mark going into this season was like, where, where is this production going to come from? That, you needed, you needed at least a thousand from Travis. You needed at least, you know, nine to a thousand from Juju, but you know, what's the most important thing. You don't need yards. You need touchdowns. And we produced all those touchdowns. We replaced all of them from just Tyreek Hill to spreading in the love all across the board. So I, the argument's over. It, it, are, we have the best offense and now I'm just curious to see how it'll go against a really fucking good Eagles team. <laughs> this team, yeah. this team is really good. Uh, I, I don't know where they are injury bug wise. I know we're kind of hurting here a little bit. This break off kind of really helps. What's that? I think they're. I I think that. I mean, Lane Johnson's been playing hurt. But like now, so is but so is Kelsey, so is Mahomes. Everybody's hurt. It's week I mean, twenty. What is it? I don't think either team has like a major injury. If that makes sense, like I mean, I think the Chiefs' most significant injury, like other it, it, than that, is like Michael Hardman. Michael Hardman. I. It sounds like he is not going to be playing. Like I, that which is fine. Bad, We've man. sufficed. We have. We have survived the last. What is it? Nine weeks now without him. I, yeah, don't know where, I, mean, I don't know where I don't know where I would be more concerned about Kadarius Tony being healthy. If you can get one healthy game out of Kadarius Tony, then like, you know, so he was questionable as a Friday. Juju was questionable as a Friday. I don't know where Clyde is at. He's not on the injury report. I don't know where his name is at. He's I, on the uh, fucking sucks report. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to just gloss over the fact, like I know that Mahomes looked fine and everything. He moved. Oh, around he was okay. not fine by the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to gloss over the fact that Mahomes still has a high ankle sprain, and I think that the uh, Eagles' front seven is much, much, much better on paper. Now that Bengals' front seven is always like, oh, like played better than their talent suggests and all that, but like the Eagles are actually good on paper and actually play well. They get pressure from every direction, up the middle, around the edges, like. That's uh, obviously Mahomes, healthy Mahomes, and even the bullshit Mahomes that we saw last week, whatever that was, um, is like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL at dealing with that, but I'm still concerned about it. Yes, Beans. So did you know, <clears throat> this is a fun fact, that run for Patrick Mahomes uh, there at the end when J Joseph Osai pushed him out, that was the fastest time, or that was the fastest he's ran all year. Adrenaline, baby. I also, um, GPS data is retarded and we shouldn't use it, but yeah. Still, that's kind of, a, that's kind of interesting, like how, you know, he's hurt and then that was the fastest run he's had all year. <laughs> he's faster than the person chasing him. That's how. That's what he's always said. He's always said that he's faster than the person chasing him. And so I, where his I ankles. I feel like 
Mahomes is just running to like go as fast as possible to get the first down, not necessarily like even planning to like make any moves. Yeah, I, I, there is a difference between head down speed and like planning your next move. I guess that's kind of true. Um, but with Jalen Hurts, he's also been kind of banged up, like we mentioned a little bit ago. He's been kind of playing hurt. Um, I, I'm don't I'm curious to see like how he comes back into this. Cause he, he plays, they have a modern style offense. Their, their offense is very college esque um, where QB runs, QB design runs. What is it like Hertz runs 11 times a game or something like that. So he's basically a running back with a shoulder injury. You don't want to run with your quarterback as often. So what are your, what are your thoughts? If, if I'm the Eagles, and I think that the best thing that Kansas City has going for them in this game is the fact that the Eagles just aren't as battle-hardened as the Chiefs are. Like even in the NFC Championship, like they play a San Fran team. Really, really good team. Really physical defense. But like they lose their starting quarterback. That was their third-string quarterback. Like Let's take a step back and realize that this Eagles team has had one of the easiest paths to the Super Bowl of like, any team that I can think of just off top of my head. Um, now, I think the Eagles are healthier than the Chiefs, truthfully, just because coming off of that Bengals game, half of the Chiefs roster is banged up. All the stuff that you're seeing about the Eagles is like, this guy's like kind of uh, moping his way through practice, whatever, but like they play through the game without issues. Um, so I, I guess I'm kind of concerned about that if I'm an Eagles fan. Everything else on paper, just like we talk about every week, the Eagles are much, much better than the Chiefs, but does that actually matter? I think the biggest key is they're going to have to be able to stop the run game. I think that's what it comes down to. Miles Sanders has looked good this year, too. I mean, it's not he's, it's not his best year, but he looks good. And from him being a contractor, he's looked fairly manageable at the running back position. Even Boston I, Scott. Boston Scott can come in, and it's like a little change of speed uh, for that offense. So between those three running backs, Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders, and uh, Boston Scott, you know, they, they've got a pretty good core back there. And uh, I, I still think, like, even apart from the shoulder injury to Jalen Hurts, I, I hate being like this after the dude's been an MVP candidate, but, like, we – we know that there's a balance between like, oh, Jalen Hurts has just figured it out and now he's an elite passer. Like, there's a balance. He's somewhere between that and they got A.J. Brown and already had Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard and like, they do everything. He's somewhere in the middle. I I still like, don't necessarily trust Jalen Hurts dropping back to pass a bunch if it just turns into a shootout. If like Sam said, uh, they can't run the ball on us. They like, they want to be this, you know, run run balanced or balanced offense against us where they can put Jalen Hurts in rollout situations, play action. And Frank Clark, he's been kind of like on one this week, you know, as far as like media wise, he, this is his year. This is, I mean, playoff, it's playoff season. And this is when Frank Clark shows up, but like, he's been talking to the media and discussing about their, talking about their off. He's been in their fucking playbook, man. He has been in the film room. I can't believe it takes him 18 weeks to get into it, but I'm glad I'm glad he's here. It's fine. <laughs> but from what he, what he's, this is his game. This will determine, I think Frank Clark has a big role in this game, whether or not we win or lose because of the, how many RPOs they run QB design runs, you know, this often, what did they do to Micah Parsons? Their best defensive player. They read off of him. What's the best way to run on somebody. Don't block their best player and read off of them. 
And so that's probably what they're going to do here. They're probably going to, they're not going to run out. They're not going to read off Chris Jones because he's in the middle. So I don't see Spags moving him outside a lot because then they're going to have to read on him. And with him not having a lot of edge experience against RPO, like, you know, I don't see Spags wanting to move him out there like that. So I think we're going to keep Frank Clark out there. You're going to see a lot of Carlos Dunlap, George Karloftis. This is their game where they have to step the fuck up. And even Mike Dana, you know, they're going to have to play discipline, assignment sound football, and read their keys correctly. This is their game because somebody like a Jalen Hurts can tear us apart. I, while, while we're on the defense, I want to I phrase this in like a very careful way um, because our secondary and a bunch of our, our secondary, a bunch of young players just across the roster, like, came through huge against the Bengals. We've touched on that. Like, it's incredible what we were able to do. Can I interrupt uh, you real quick? Can I inter- yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you. Keep your thought here. Did, during the game against Cincinnati, I know you guys talked about the Cincinnati game, but I want to kind of add this little tidbit after watching it. Like, uh, whenever... So Trent McDuffie was kind of... It's kind of... When Steed was hurt, Trent McDuffie is the starting corner. was the number one corner after that. Trent McDuffie would come off the field sometimes and there'd be series where it was just Watson and Williams on the outside. That that's huge trust on seventh round and seventh round production corners. Well, I guess, you know, Williams was a fourth round, but he was a D two corner at one point. So it's like, that's Spags has huge trust in these corners, uh, leaving McDuffie out for like even a whole drive. So I, I just wanted to throw that in there. That was kind of interesting. No, I'm yeah, that's, that's where I'm getting at here because while Spags has faith in them, I know Beans has faith in them because he's one of the most biased Chiefs fans I know. Um, it's really, really difficult to throw that out on paper against a like T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and everything that we uh, was thrown at us by the Bengals. I really don't feel like the Bengals played that well or executed that well on offense during that game. Um, and I don't think that we're going to get the same sort of pressure to Jalen Hurts as we did to Joe Burrow throughout that game as well. Um, I think it's asking a lot for not only like, like they, they played their hearts out. They're always going to have that Bengals game. That was awesome. I love them for it. Asking them to do that against two, you know, an equally good uh, weapons core that the Eagles have to the Bengals. While you're not getting as much pressure to Jalen Hurts, that just feels like a tall, 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 tall ask. And I, that's where I'm more concerned than anything. I, cause we, we made a lot of plays on plays that Joe Burrow's under pressure. He's chucking something up or, you know, the timing's a bit off, whatever. The Bengals made some plays on that too, but like you're forcing them into jump balls instead of, you know, waiting for Jamar Chase or T Higgins to just break open on their route naturally. Um, that, that's, that's where we lose this game in my opinion. So, Yes, <laughs> I agree. Um, Wait, it should have happened that, last week, though. What's that? It should have happened last week on paper. Like, our secondary playing that well against Jamar Chase and T. Higgins made no sense. None whatsoever. But no, and I hope this isn't kind of like how what happened last year. You know, like, we had our game against the Bills, and we beat them, and that was almost like our Super Bowl, and then we lost to the Bengals because we just poured every fucking ounce of our body into that Bills game. I really hope this isn't the same situation, um, you know, and I'll kind of come on to this later about, you know, the history of the chiefs and like all that stuff. But right now, like I, I, I do feel like we're professional enough to know, like last week happened. Now we have these, this time to take a break, recoup, 
this week it's we're, we're going after them. Like this is glad we last have two weeks. Yes, this is huge. Like this is major in recovery film. This is this is big on our end. Fine now they're they're doing the same thing too. They are they are resting. They are recovering. They are in the film room. They, I'm pretty sure their week is probably designed the same way ours is. So I I think to your point though, like they're coming off of beating a San Francisco team with a backup quarterback in a 35 to seven game or whatever it was. We're yeah. coming off of like a highly emotional a like rivalry game that went down to the finish like that, that two weeks for us to excite. I agree with you. That Buffalo game was great and everything, but absolutely. I think we walked into that Bengals game, AFC championship last year with a little bit of like pretty much just got punched in the mouth, like not prepared to get up to that level again, another week in a row. I think having two weeks here for us to essentially reset and be able to go into this game fresh instead of thinking about the game a week ago is very, very important. Because I, I agree with basically everything you just said on that account. Yeah, and so I was going to ask you guys, did you do you remember the point in your life being a Chiefs fan where you were at your lowest? Nate, can you name that time? Oh, <laughs> from like a fan standpoint or like yes. a personal standpoint? Uh, let's go with both. Like, let's just, just throw out where you were at your lowest as like I this think organization. The baddest I've ever been was after we blew that lead to the Colts. Yeah. Okay. Um, from a personal, from a personal standpoint, after we lost to New England in the AFC title, title game for a multitude of reasons not to do with football, I was brokened. So, one of those two. The, the New England AFC title loss. Uh, yeah, that. D4 that being did. off sides. And, yeah, okay. All right. That was, the, that was the only cheat. So, like, here's the thing. That's the only Chiefs game, and I don't want to get into my personal life necessarily, but that's the only Chiefs game where after after I watched, I sat there and felt broken and, like, wanted to cry. Like, okay. I didn't even feel that way after the Super Bowl. All right. But, um, like, in terms of, like, just being mad at the Chiefs and, like, being upset, um, Tyson Jackson drafted third overall is also a good one, but oh. blowing that lead to the Chiefs. To the uh, Colts, to the Colts. That fucking that stunk. <laughs> Gavin, after Tyson Jackson, third overall is also another thing because he was. Not I I, for, I forgot about that. I can't believe you brought yeah, that. Jackson third overall, and like he was like a mid first round draft pick or something. Yeah, two thousand nine. I'm. I'm trying to think through this because, like, honestly speaking, like, I love the NFL game and, like, the Chiefs are the team that I cheer for. I can, like, associate with the Chiefs, but I don't have that, like, emotional connection to the Chiefs like I do, like, a Kansas State or something like that. They're always that, like, next tier down just personally for me. But um, at the same – like, I say that and, like, I still cried when Damian Williams turned the corner in the Super Bowl against San Francisco. Like, um, so – for me personally, um, the the hap, I'll go with this from two different angles. The lowest I've been just as like a Chiefs fan, casually watching them or whatever, is like realizing like through the early 2010s and whatever that like we have like a Jamal Charles and like we have these like incredible players on our roster and just like don't didn't just didn't do anything like didn't didn't matter. We just kind of yes. like hovered like the the mediocrity was the part that just like was frustrated, frustrated. Yeah. 
And we never did anything to change it. We just did that. Um, defeatedness, it's that Bengals AFC championship game because, like, losing a game like that when you didn't have an excuse to and, like, knowing windows in the NFL, knowing that Mahomes' contract is starting to hit. Like, imagine how Buffalo fans feel right now realizing, like, oh, shit, Josh Allen's going to be on, like, a $55 million cap hit next year or whatever the fuck it is. Like, this is not good. Like, that was how I felt in that game, just feeling like the opportunity that I'm going to get to watch. I'm bl- very, very blessed to be able to watch uh, our team win a Super Bowl. But that, like, realizing that our window's possibly closing and we just, there's no reason for it besides us just not executing and whatever, that 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 was one that hurt. Plus, I was at that game. Dude, yeah, I, I think that, that was kind of my, so, like, for me, like the Bengals game last year was almost funny in like a really like sick, twisted way. And like, because I had seen Kansas City win a Super Bowl and play in another. So that one hurts a lot less. That one, I feel more like of a panic for what like Mahomes' legacy is going to be. Because like Mahomes is like, Mahomes is now like, the QB that like, you know, is going to be associated with Kansas city and you want your quarterback to that's associated with your team to have the best legacy that they possibly can because you know, yeah, like that's what you want. (laughs) But like the new England one, like even disregarding anything else, that new England one was literally like a moment where it was like, Oh my God, I may never get to see my team win the Super Bowl. Like, we're the number one seed hosting an AFC championship game for the first time, like, in 50 goddamn years or however long it was. And we just fucking lost. And, like, we may never, like, make it. Do you guys Do you guys agree? I'm, like, watching this team now, this season especially. I mean, think back to the San Francisco Super Bowl win. And, like, realize, like, A, how close we were to blowing that if Emmanuel Sanders catches it. Um, or yes. Like, well, just pass. blowing it in general from start to finish. Well, and, like, thinking back to that game, like, we, we played well for, like, a quarter and a half of that game, maybe. Dude, like, I was there. We, it wasn't even a quarter and a half. It, it was, like, the beginning portion of the game and then, like, half of the fourth. <laughs> right, right. But, like, when I'm watching this team now, and I, I'm not saying this is like a good or bad thing or whatever, because that uh, previous Chiefs teams were absolutely like uber inconsistent for just no reason like that. This Chiefs team, it feels like they do a much, much better job. And I know we still make fun of it a lot on the show of putting it together um, for a full game more often than that last team does. But it also feels like we have to do that. If we're going yeah. to beat these good teams. Well, well, we talked about it after the indie game. Like the old team used to be able to win with C games, but yeah. like this team can't now you can't you can't do that now because if some teams play in their B game and you're playing your C game, you're probably gonna lose. So I feel like this team's a lot more of a consistent B plus get a more consistent B plus team for this year. And I mean, obviously you play the Texans and you play like a C minus game, but yeah. It's a weird contrast from the last couple of years on a consistency basis. Um, Because I don't ever feel like we play that differently. But our ceiling is definitely lower. Yeah, it feels harder. 
which, which still makes us have all those games where it's like, wow, you know, we were supposed to win by 10 and we won by three. Yep. No, yeah, I agree. Question now too. What is the, uh, what are your just, you know, by the way, Michael Crabtree was like in that draft and we could have drafted Michael Crabtree over Tyson Jackson, but that's beside the point. So I would say like my lowest moment, like I'm going to say this and I'm going to kind of like explain myself a little bit. I would say the lowest moment and because I've been a fan since I was little, like my parents injected this into my veins when I was, they injected me into heartache and disappointment at a really young age. And I thank them for that. Here's what we talking with. What year we starting at? So actually, this is actually kind of a funny story. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this story real quick. When I was younger, my parents, I was like four, five, three, four or five, somewhere in there. My parents took me to a, uh, uh, it's like a garage, big garage sale. It's like a citywide garage sale out in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. They always love doing this stuff on weekends and they took me with them. I was still young enough. I'm in a car seat. Like, so I was probably, you know, in that age range and, um, on our way back, they bought me a Kansas city chiefs helmet. And all the way back home, my dad saying, I'm wearing this helmet and I'm sitting in the back seat. And it was a three hour car ride. And I'm just sitting back there screaming down, ready, set, hut, hut, all the way home. It was a three hour car ride home. So I think that's when it started. I think that's when my parents got yeah. me hooked. And you got so, indoctrinated. Yeah. And I think that's when they kind of, cause they weren't really football fans. Then they, they watched it, but they weren't chief fans. I think that's when it started for them too. And so now this is like our family thing now. Um, so with that, I would say my lowest moment to be honest was when Tyler Thigpen was the prodigy of our quarterback room. Oh dude. I love that on Twitter. I love that Twitter banter. There's so many people who had that same take. I have a Tyler Thigpen jersey. Oh my, oh my God. God, no. That is I, our lowest, that is my lowest point, is when I was looking forward to Tyler Thigpen. We had Matt Castle. I remember us booing Matt Castle off the field, which rightfully probably didn't deserve it, because like, everybody's out here signing these quarterbacks and Matt Castle just happened to take whatever he signed. <laughs> like he got the bag from us. And so he's like, yeah, I'm he signing that card. Maybe trade a second for him. Yeah. So that would be my lowest is when I was looking forward to Tyler Thigpen playing quarterback. And I'm like, you know, I'm looking at all these other quarterbacks in the league and they're not bad. And like, we're looking at this guy and he's average, but he looks good in our room. So it's like, he's a competitor for us. It's awesome. Yeah. And then that was my lowest point. And then I when, got to cut you off. I specifically remember a conversation. You guys remember Christian DeBoard? Yeah, the name, yeah. Yeah, the name sounds yeah, familiar. The name's familiar. I used to walk back from West. Him and he lived I, so West is like not too far from my house, obviously. I'd yeah. walk home from West after school, and he lived like a couple blocks over. So we'd walk the same route up to my house and I talked to him every day and I'll never forget. He told me Tyler's thick pen is the future of quarterbacking because oh, he can no. run and throw. So he was right. He, he was, was ahead of his time future of quarterbacking. <laughs> it just wasn't that Tyler thick pen was not. So, and with that, like, and that's a good point. Like, 
whenever I would look forward to watching Tyler Thigpen play and we would lose like those kinds of games. And you guys talked about this, like saying like the AFC championship game gets the Patriots, how it was disappointing to me. It was almost like a glimmer of hope. Like to me, it was like, wow. Like I am, I am biased, but me as a biased fan, you guys look at it from more of a glass half empty and I'm like a glass half full Uh, I think of it as like, we're drinking water. That's the way I look at it. And so my, my perception of that game was, yeah, we came up short. I cried. I bawled my eyes out because we came up so short, like just thinking like a guy lined up a half yard off sides, changed everything. But my thought was like, we are almost there. We are right there. And then to go from that situation to where we are now to where we're going into our third Super Bowl. And, you know, when we won our first Super Bowl, I, I bawled my eyes out then too. And it's, it's crazy going from bawling your eyes out because we lost in a game and then bawling our eyes out because we actually fucking made it. It's, it, it's it, the years of disappointment was almost worth it. So that's kind of like my little Chiefs history tidbit, little podium point. So I, I have not. To kind of move us back to now the present after Wait, looking back, I, I at got past, one more thing before we can. I, can yeah, I put? Sam. Can I submit one more lowest moment? Oh, this, God, this what is one, it? This was tucked so far into the recesses of my brain that I forgot about it. And honestly, I when I tell you this name and this game, you're going to. Also remember it and feel great shame. I cannot remember if it was the Sunday night football or the Monday night football game, but it was a prime time game, and we trotted out Tyler Palco for the nation to watch. Oh my god! <laughs> that oh my god! Is probably that's probably the most embarrassed I've ever been as a fan <laughs> because. I like tried to talk. The worst part was, is I didn't know how old he was. So I was like, okay, what if this guy is like 21, 22, he comes out and he balls out and like, he's not like, he's like fucking Dollar Tree Brady. You know what I mean? He's like our Brock Purdy, right? Like guy who's not ass and he's like 22. You're trying to God, what if this guy's that? So I look him up. And he was like 27, 28, 29. And so I sat here and thought, I've never heard of this guy ever in my entire life. He's not young, so I can't get excited for him maybe being the quarterback at any point after this game. And we're playing the goddamn Steelers on primetime, and we're going to get our ass kicked. And so there's there's did. <laughs> there's Palco. Remember Damon Heward? That's a name. Yeah, Damon Heward. Damon Heward is like the third best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Exactly. It like, That's it goes like, like Pat Mahomes, Trent Green, Trent Green Damon Heward. Like, like that's yes. the order. See, that is from Kyle us being might be top five. Exactly. Our time frame from being born in the late nineties to now, this is where we're at. It's so fucking awesome. <laughs> Dude, I took a quiz one time. I actually got a 100 on it, but it was every Chiefs squ- starting quarterback this millennium, I think is what it was. So it was yeah. 2000. I think I got all of them right. Because you had Bray. You had Bray. 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 
started a game for us. Brady sure. Quinn. Uh, what was that? Bray from Tennessee. Oh, Tyler, Bray. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Bray. So um, yeah, all those yeah, guys. That's an off season activity. We'll rank the, we'll rank the top like 10 quarterbacks to start a game for the chiefs since 2000. That so, way everyone know like how bad it is outside of Pat Mahomes. So anyways, what were you saying, Gavin? Oh, like I'm pretty sure Warren Moon is on that list. Was he 2000s? I, I think Warren Moon started one game in like 2000 for us. I associate him in like the 80s. <laughs> he was like 40 at the time, I think. He was old as fuck. Right. Yeah, this has gone off the rails, Gavin. I'm the host, too. I took it off the rails. It's my power. Um. Do, do we have anything to add, or do we just want to like say no. how bad the Chiefs? I, I think Gav, I think Gavin's been trying to interject here for like the last five minutes. <laughs> no, I, I literally, I just wanted to point out to the rest of the NFL, regardless of like independent of me being a Chiefs fan, us being a Chiefs fan, take a step back, look at these two teams and like the team building. Look at the spot for the future the Chiefs are in. Look at the spot that the Eagles are in for the future with two first-round picks. Philly is a good-ass spot. Uh, like, I don't think it's a coincidence that, like, two of the best organizations in the NFL are playing for the Super Bowl. And also, like, while they're the best teams in the NFL playing for the Super Bowl, like, perfectly fine set up for the future to continue doing so. I just think uh, the NFL owners make this seem like just a – like rocket science to like make a good NFL team, and like the Chiefs, like it, it really just isn't si- just simple. You just draft good players, and you don't put players on retarded contracts. The Eagles have just like kept trading down, kept acquiring draft capital, so it didn't even matter if they drafted well. They just drafted so many fucking times that they had got the shit. Then they go get a guy like AJ Brown, and then here we are. That's uh two of the best organizations in the NFL playing each other in the Super Bowl, I think is great for the NFL just as a whole. No, I agree. The rest of the shit. <laughs> then, then, then we've got, like, other. Um, yeah. What are, what are your guys' score predictions? Sigh. Well, uh, what, what was the... Um, there was, like, a leak script meme or whatever where it was, like, 37 to 34 Eagles. There, that, that's been going around. That's kind of funny. Yeah, I know. It, it, it was like the, the worst part of it was we were up like 24 to 13 at halftime or something. That, that is true. Like, yeah, it, we, we were up, up. up 10 to nothing <laughs> after the first quarter. I'd probably it, jump up a bridge if that happened. Like, oh my God. Park, but like a bridge nonetheless. <laughs> Pretty sure that's like the second or third time I've made this joke in the past like month on this podcast. <laughs> um, I think that this game is probably going to get played in the 20s. I fear that the Eagles are going to T.O.P. us to death, which is going to be one of the big issues. That could actually be, funnily enough, like right where Kansas City needs to be because the less times that Patrick Mahomes has to drop back on his ankle, the better. Yeah. So, in an ironic twist of fate, having Mahomes play less probably helps Mahomes play better. Um, I think it is a game that goes a couple of... I I think the Chiefs need the ball first. I think they need to get out to a lead. Because if you look at all the advanced stats, pretty much when the Eagles get down and, like, they're chasing points, uh, Jalen Hurts is 
like efficiency metrics go in the toilet. And when they're in the lead and playing ahead, they're really good. So I think it really just comes down to how fast the Chiefs start. And I'm not sure that the Chiefs are going to start very fast because I've never seen them actually start fast in a Super Bowl. I really haven't seen them start fast in a playoff game outside of last week either, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I also Patrick Mahomes is low-key awful in the Super Bowl. Like, he has a two-to-four touchdown-to-interception ratio. Like, let's, let's not be, beat around the bush on that one. So I think the Eagles probably win. I think the Eagles probably win by like two scores, something along the lines of like 34 to 24. Damn. I should should just like let Sam speak, but with the like asterisk around it, that is just like what Gavin says also. Um, I I, I, I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's a cut and dry game, but I mean, like it's, it's the Chiefs either get up by a lot and the Eagles struggle or the Eagles are front runners. Like every other game they played this season. I'll I'll just get you a score beans. I think the Eagles score 31 because I only, I think they only kick one field goal because they're very, very aggressive on offense. And, um, I don't know, 23 for us because we kicked multiple field goals or some bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good one um okay all right now that we got now we got now that we got two-thirds of this podcast uh you know being the debbie downers you know i used to thought it was dead beat downers but it, yeah. yes it's debbie um oh, yeah i do remember you thinking that yeah i think i do remember exposing that to you guys um i'm gonna be the hopeful hopeful thinker here somehow we just find a fucking way you know, it's just like that. That's true. It's we not, always not analysis. Find, I don't give a shit because it works. I don't give a shit. We always find a way, whether we hang in there. And you know, usually you just want to say like, "I'd rather lose by a lot than be close and lose by a little." I'm the opposite here. Like, I want us to fight the whole fucking game because i want this to be a dog fight and it's going to be just a fucking win (laughs) i do i do too like i want us to either beat the brakes off but i'm saying if we're ever losing like i want us to be like hanging in there by like two or three points anyways so like i do think we're gonna win i i do and that's me being the optimistic that i am everybody drinking here man everybody's drinking the water um <laughs> so I, I think we're gonna come out here and like what Sam said, like we have to score first. We have to be up on the board. I think if we keep doing that, I think our defense I think cause Spags, playoff Spags is like Frank Clark. He's in his bag. You know, like during I don't get it. Like during the season, it's like we're trying to figure shit out and just playoff mode, like it's just like all gas, no breaks. And Spags has been doing really good. He's keeping things really simple. We get burnt, and that's what's going to happen. We're going to get burnt. You're going to see it happen. We're going to probably lose to A.J. Brown once or twice. The arc secondary is smart. They learn from the mistakes real quick. Brian Cook did it against Cincinnati. He got burnt. He got toasted on a route by Jamar Chase. T. Higgins ran the same route in the fourth quarter, and it was picked off. So it's stuff like that. Like I, Not saying that A.J. Brown and you know Devontae Smith are going to be running the same routes in the first and fourth quarter. But our secondary is smart. They learn from their mistakes. They grow. And they develop even in games. Um, and I think that's going to be tremendous. And I, I, I think this is going to be a good game in our favor if we can stop them at least tw- two or three times. You know, if we can just keep, you know, piling on, whether it's field goal or 
touchdown. Just keep piling on. They're going to answer back at some point, but we got to keep scoring somehow, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown. I do think it's going to probably be like a 31-28 matchup. This game was built for you, though, Beans, because this Super Bowl, more than any Super Bowl I can really remember, is going to absolutely – it's going to be fun because it's in different ways. This is going to be a trench warfare game. It is. It very much is. This game are can the Chiefs offensive line keep Patrick Mahomes relatively clean against a team that's five dudes who have fucking 12 sacks? And can the Chiefs defensive line eat up those blocks on RPOs and option plays and whatever the fuck else you get thrown at counters and dives and everything else? Can the defensive line for the Chiefs eat those up and make the Eagles throw the ball? Yes, the Eagles can still throw the ball, but it's what you want. It's the lesser of the two evils. It doesn't kill the clock as much. Whatever. So that that every game is trench warfare. This game is trench warfare. I'm glad you brought that up because before I was going to mention this like a while ago when we were talking about kind of the preview portion of it. I think Chanel is going to be a key player in this game. I think we're going to be running a lot of base. I really do. I think our base personnel is going to be on the field a lot. So Chanel and yes, I think Chanel is going to have to, is going to be the difference maker of this game. I really do. Now to counteract your good take with uh, some idiocy, um, per your take on how we are just going to figure it out that I agree with wholeheartedly. Um, how many times is Travis Kelsey going to just run to space for us to just figure it out? The whole game. Every, every okay. play. Every, every play. Every, 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 is there an over? Is there an over for every play? I'm, I'm going to leave the phrase, why didn't he just run to space in all caps saved on my clipboard? So every single time he does it, I can send it in our group chat. And I can send it like 15 times during the game and piss myself off. Gavin's gonna send it. Gavin's gonna send it in our group chat, and I'm gonna be like, "Gavin, that was a run play." <laughs> <laughs> we were on defense, um, dumbass. <laughs> okay, so like before we go off of the Super Bowl, right? I, I think we we've talked the Super Bowl to death. It deserves to be talked to death. It's the biggest game of the year, and we're in, and the hometown team is in it. Like, of course, we're gonna talk it to death. But we have got to like address the elephant in the room. James Bradbury's on the Eagles. This is my game. There has to be some sort of punishment for Beans if James Bradbury like wins Super Bowl MVP or like if he picks off Mahomes. Yes, we've we've got to draw the line here. Like we've got to like determine like what is a good game by James. Does he win the MVP? Does he have an interception? Beans, I think it's two levels. Okay. I, I think I think if he like picks off Mahomes, you That's gotta like, tier- like you gotta do like something menial, you know? What I mean? Okay. Like you gotta. I don't know what that is. We'll figure it out here in a minute or two. If James Brad, if James Bradbury gets like a pick six, like you gotta do something bigger. Ooh, this is good. I like this. But like, if James Bradbury wins Super Bowl MVP, you gotta do the Waffle House Challenge. 
I love like, it. Saying, <laughs> yes, like, I I'm agree. Just saying, like you have to do it because like there's nothing like that's uh, unless like you want us to fucking put you in the fucking Fourth of July parade with a float that like says I'm <laughs> that says I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. You should have signed James Bradbury. Like that's the only thing else I can think of. So, I like, love it. I'm thinking, like I'm thinking of James Bradbury. Like gets a fucking pick in the Super Bowl. I don't know. You gotta like come on this podcast next day, like admit you were wrong. Like, like that's it. Okay. So okay, I like the severity. I like the severity. Like down here is like okay. Like I'll admit my defeat. Tier yeah, like, like top is like I'm gonna be in a Waffle House defending my life, trying to eat the panquakes yeah, to get out of there. Let me be like, dude, you're you're in the fucking Waffle House. I don't even give a shit. Like, we're, okay. I'll fucking drive up there. I'll drive you to the fucking Waffle House. I won't fucking stay, but like, I'll fucking I'll have a waffle with you and then leave. But like, you gotta go to the Waffle House if you win Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm trying to decide what we should do if James Bradbury gets pick six. Can't. Well, okay, so to address that, I think our listeners should come up with something for Beans that he has to do, you know, per what what happens with James Bradbury. I think that that would be a okay. I think okay, that so. Let, let the crowd decide. This is a democracy. I, I like this. So, okay. We'll come up with, how about this? Like, we don't need to do this right now. And we'll like tweet it out like on Friday or something. Like what? Yeah. No, we need to tweet this out early. Get it out there. No, no, no. I'm saying like what the at, like the voting will be done by Friday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like we'll put, we'll put a deadline on it like Friday at like five o'clock or something. We'll tweet it out at six. I the 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 tallest order. So pretty much the tallest order one is either you in the parade or you in the Waffle House. That's what it is. Like we it, should do. So we should come up with options for each level, and then yeah, let the fans. What do. Okay. So, like, okay. What does Beans do? Like, and again, like if James Bradbury does fucking nothing and gets torched, then like I don't know. We'll come on here and say can, like, can, I yes, and I want there to be a reverse role here. No, <laughs> mean a goddamn. No, I just role. want to, if if he gets torched here, I'm saying if he gets exposed in this game, I want the both of you to come on. Both of you to come on here and say that Beans was right. That's fine. How about this? Yeah. How about this? (laughs) If James Bradbury gives up like a touchdown or more or whatever, we'll like admit defeat. Mike, we'll just say that you were right. I'm so excited. (laughs) But like, I don't know. Whatever. Like, but like, if. It's got to be like if James Bradbury gives up a touchdown and the Eagles lose. Like it can't. Like if James Bradbury gives up a touchdown and we're down by thirty. Like I, I'm not coming on here and saying like anything. Gavin, I, I just want so okay. I, I want to reemphasize like if you're if you're listening, um, if you know Beans personally, like send us ideas for things for Beans to do. Um, but when I when we're talking about this, I really just want us as a podcast to like step back to last summer when we're talking about realize the like storyline that has come along here. Not only was like one of the worst takes at the time and then like some of the worst logic ever used to back it up and then having take lock to continue backing that up anyways. And then not like after all of that, this reoccurring joke on our podcast. Cause I mean, that's, that's what, that's what it has been at this point. It's like this joke, like, the Eagles are doing their thing. It's two separate worlds for the the entirety of this joke. Well, now in the biggest stage known to American sports, 
joke is thrown onto the screen in direct comparison with here is the guy that Bean didn't want, and here is the seventh round corners that he had immense faith in that somehow worked out. Like it, it really. Roger is. Roger Goodell listens to this show. Dude, this script, hey man, this it's thing, in the script. Uh, you couldn't have wrote a better script. I mean, seriously, this is awesome. I mean, that Bean's hitched his wagon to a bunch of sixth and seventh round corners, which. I still, I I would make fun of you if you did it again after this year. It makes no sense. But the fact that we're even to this point is incredible, and I commend you for it somehow. But the storyline, people, just isn't this incredible? I love it. Our show was meant for this moment. It was really honest to God. Dude, we should have a we should have a shirt. We should have two shirts. Yeah. Once you just said, just say James Bradbury good or Bradbury good, Bradbury bad. Or <laughs> like Team Bradbury, Team Not Bradbury, Team Beans, Team Bradbury. <laughs> there we go. That's absolutely perfect. my um, favorite like storyline of our podcast so far. I this has I, been developing for like forty weeks now, guys. <laughs> I, I I do want to I want to suggest this to like our viewers. I don't know what tier to put it in. I feel like I feel like this. This one that I'm about to suggest is legitimate pick six territory. It, it it's 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 in the middle ground. But I think if James Bradbury gets pick six, you should buy a James Bradbury jersey. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. The the only reason like I say that's weird is because like jerseys are expensive and like I don't know like you know what I mean. Like, I don't want to punish you like a hundred and like whatever dollars it costs to get a jersey. You don't want to punish me financially. Got crappy pick six. No, <laughs> James Bradbury's absolutely been listening to Beans and like you know he's been listening to the pod and now he's just like extra pissed off because Beans didn't want him and he's using that as motivation for the Super Bowl now. So what if All I right. said I? So if I turned around and said I wanted him, he'd crap the Super Bowl. Yes. I'm not saying it. Beans <laughs> <laughs> is the type of dude who, would, if if the Chiefs were given a 95 percent chance to win the Super Bowl, if he just admitted he was wrong about James Bradbury, Beans wouldn't do it because of the five percent chance that he no, like wouldn't get his way about it. I love those odds. I love those odds. He says, "Okay, before we go to uh, the future of the, uh, are we doing Senior Bowl or Pro Bowl next?" Uh, go to uh, basketball first. Basketball first. Well, here I wanna, I wanna read you a list that Jacob Katzenberg sent me, and like I just want your honest like reaction. I want this to take like two minutes. Okay. It, it's just it's such a bad list that like I just want to read it. Okay. So this is who is this by? This is Greg Rosenthal's. Top ten Super Bowl quarterbacks of all time. So get okay. so get your head in okay. about all the best quarterbacks to like performances and playing in a Super Bowl, whatever. Right. So number one is obviously Tom Brady, right? Like super easy, yep. barely an inconvenience. And number two is like Joe Montana, except it's not Joe Montana. It's Johnny Unitas is number two. He has Johnny Unitas as number two. As number two, Johnny Unitas started in one Super Bowl, Super Bowl five, which is famously known as the Blunder Bowl, and, ha- and played in half of Super Bowl three. 
Okay. All right. Continue. Number three is three, right? Joe Montana is number three. Okay. Okay. Peyton Manning is number four. Okay. Dan Marino, who famously only made it to one Super Bowl and lost that Super Bowl, is number five. Seems a little high, but okay. Aaron Rodgers is six. Brett Favre is seven. Steve Young is eight. John Elway is nine. And Mahomes is ten. Notable exceptions. Terry Bradshaw in his 4-0 record. Eli I was about Manning to say. 2-0 record. Big Ben in his 2-1 record and throw to San Antonio Holmes. Uh, I, I was just going to say Terry Bradshaw, but I, I, I guess those other two. Also worth a mention, considering that he threw four touchdown passes in one quarter. I so I, I was just going to say Mahomes being on that list at all for just Super Bowl games is like recent, just screams recency bias. <laughs> I, I don't even say it screams recency bias because he wasn't even good in the last Super Bowl we played. Well, I'm, but I'm statistically just I like say. okay, number ten, who played in a recent Super Bowl? Oh, Mahomes. He probably yeah. played well. But the fact that Marina was that high kind of bothered I don't me think a little Marino bit. played that well. Like, I'm pretty sure the Dolphins got killed that game. Yeah, and so sport, but I'd like to know more of the decision making in that process. But there, was there wasn't any. Okay, so we're going basketball. Both basketball teams stink again. Okay, you got their dicks put in the dirt by Iowa State, and K State got their dicks put in the dirt for a half against Texas. So I, each Texas put our dick in the dirt more than we put their dick in the dirt in the first half, is what I should say. I'm uh, Sam. I I think you'll agree with me completely on this. Um, or I guess well, I've, I've been on I've been on this team not being that good for like a month and a half. Okay, but so. your problem with saying they're not good is like you leave no room for like the words great or like all time or anything above good. Just like the national champion is good, everyone else sucks. I don't think there's any good teams in college basketball that's, this that's, year. That's my point. I, I think there's a lot of like above average because there's a lot of like thirty year old men playing in college right now. Yeah, of COVID. No, that's my that's an important qualifier that you're leaving out of that statement. Um, but so apart from arguing what the word good definition is, um, this is like the first time that I feel like I have something negative to say about Jerome Tang, which is incredible. Um, but, uh, which I, I want to, that is really, really good that, that we're just now getting to that point. But why did this Texas game, like Sam and me have, and I beans the same way too. Like, we feel like we've just been watching the same team the whole year. It's just sometimes we're punished for it. Sometimes we're not. And why, why was this Texas game? The one that we determined, like, obviously the outcome stinks. But I want the coach to be able to tell before the Texas game or before multiple losses in a row or whatever that like some of like we have problems and like be trying to address them. Like why are the why is shot selection not like being talked about? Why is rebounding like the biggest issue this team has not like being addressed and talked about more? We lose to Texas and like now we gotta put our foot down. This is unacceptable. Like it has been a problem the entire season. And a lot of well, it comes I, down to I effort. I think the unacceptableism is because of how we played in the first half. Yeah, no, I the, the I, unacceptable part is how we didn't play in the second half, which I don't even think is really more. I didn't get to watch the game; I listened to it on the radio. But from what I could tell, Texas was just dogging us 
the entire second half. It was a jaw. It was a. It was a game of mentality, is what it really felt like, in my opinion. Our Texas, Texas got more shot makers, bro. Like I, I'm sorry to report, but like basketball at the end of the day is about putting the ball in the hoop. And when you watch the first K State Texas game, when you watch that game. I know I came away thinking Texas was better than K-State because K-State like shot like 31 or 33 from the line or whatever the fuck it was and made like however what whatever percent of their shot. Like Texas second half of that game, dude, they were fucking hitting everything in the first meeting. And like it was like good looks. And was, dude, those like Marcus Carr and like Hunter and like uh Jabar, Sir Jabari, like those dudes are fucking hoopers. Uh, I like, I agree with you. Uh, I I agree with you 100%. I just feel like this Texas game was Hey, it's uh, it's Colby. Should I answer the call? Oh Jesus Christ. Um, oh god. Should I answer it? That's your call. <laughs> What's up, you bad hombre? No, no, much. I got a dumb question for you. Oh, I love dumb questions. Before you answer it, ask it though. You're on the podcast right Damn, now. Don't tell him. I love it. So, no, 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 I'm embarrassed. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've come too far. If it's not, if it's nothing personal, then you got to go. No, no, no. Okay, all right. Well, it, it's more of a, a money thing because I'm looking ex- at exchange oh. rates in other countries. Oh, okay. You're looking to leave the country. You're looking to flee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your question on exchange rates? <laughs> Well, I'm looking at it. So if it says that it's like, like if it's uh, so like if, if a one U.S. dollar goes to um, like 1.4, am I is it making money or is it? No. Like, so the exchange rate. So like, if 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 you go to country like B, right, and one U.S. dollar is worth like two dollars over there. That pretty much just means that, like, if you have a hundred dollars U.S., you would get two hundred dollars in country B to keep up with like inflation, pretty much. So you have the same amount of money, but like it just looks like it's more. So like, okay. in, like in in some countries where inflation's like really like high, like you know, one dollar in the United States is worth like a thousand dollars there. I mean, that's like an extreme example, but like it. But like bread, there will be worth like three thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Sure. So, so if I was looking to go to a place that I would be off the grid, like I would want to go someplace that the, their currency is less than. Well, I mean, it, it it doesn't really matter. Like with the exchange rate, like I, uh, I'm not a financial expert on this. Um, I would look up what I would type into your Google machine is best purchasing power or like purchasing power per company or something. Because like the dollar might like, for instance, you might get like 90 cents on the dollar for going to some country, but like their goods are worth like 75% what they are here. So you're really looking for more of like a pricing index. So I would look up which countries have 
the most purchasing power is what I would look up. Okay, well, I was looking at Australia. So if I go mm-hmm. to Australia with $100, they say I would be worth $144. Okay. Well, again, you would need to look at, like, the price of goods in Australia, too. Okay, but like, if I turn around and then I trade that 144 I guess I would just be, oh, God, I am stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the circle. <laughs> Yeah, no, if you take your 144 Australian dollars and bring it back to the U.S., we'll just get $100. Damn it. See, I'm trying to make money. Well, there's really – so the only way to really make money in that situation, like I said, would – the, the thing you would need to do if you wanted to make money was if – like, let's let's say, like, Australia sells boats at 75% of, like, what – the United States sells them for. So you could buy a bunch of boats, bring them back to the U.S., and sell them for profit. Oh, you can it's got to be a, like that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but like if you're, if you're just talking exchange rate on money, like that's, you're not going to make any money off of that. Okay. The, the only way you would make money, the only way you would make money off of that would be is if you bought into a currency and then that currency became more trusted. And became more valuable in the eyes of the dollar, and then you like exchange it back for dollars. But like, I mean, that's just not gonna happen. Like on a, you would need to buy like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of a currency to like do anything with that, because like the percentage change is like nothing. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the help there. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. Oh, don't worry. You provided us with good content. Would you like to shout anyone out? Uh, you know, I mean, I'd like if you, if we want to talk about how I totally got robbed this year. I mean, I was I was a little surprised that wasn't a, a number one topic like after the the finals there, but so, oh, you didn't get robbed. Shut the fuck up. How about this? You can come on, not next week, but the week after, or maybe the week after that, and you can talk about how you got robbed of her fantasy title. Well, when yeah, when he mentioned he got yeah. robbed, I thought he was referring to exchanging like his dollar. actually to, robbed? Well, exchanging his dollar to a currency worth less than a dollar. I was so waiting for it to go full circle, and it happened. <laughs> Thank you, Colby. It's like I moved to another country thinking I was going to double my money and I come back with the same exact amount that I left with. That's just money, man. (laughs) All right, Colby. I'll talk to you later. I'll be on Boxler tonight if you're going to be on. All right, all right, all right. To, uh, To all the viewers, thank you. Keep supporting. Hey, God bless, Colby. See you later. God bless you, Colby. All right, see you, buddy. Bye. Bye. I was legitimately sitting here waiting to joke to Colby that the key is to exchange your money into different money and then use that money here. And <laughs> I was, was like, going to nope, do that was the plan. I I don't know if um I don't know if he caught what my purchasing power thing was, but <laughs> I you hope gotta go to, you guys oh knew that God. okay. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I, I was concerned it was just gonna sound like a bunch of gargling and like No, um that's staying in. That's hilarious. That was, beautiful. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs>
you get a phone call from Colby, it do- it doesn't disappoint. I guess. <laughs> you take it. Um. Oh my God! Like, oh, how do we follow that up? Okay. We gotta skip. The, we gotta skip the basketball teams now. After that, that that's we gotta fine. exchange we gotta the, game against Iowa State. We'll learn more. Yeah, we gotta exchange the uh, basketball games for like a different sport, and then bring it back to get more basketball game. There we go. Well, Whew, all right. <laughs> I, that was I, hilarious. For anyone who wasn't like watching on YouTube, Gavin put his blanket like on top of his head and then he's like just put his face on his desk. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I need a shot. I need, I need a, I need a drink after that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> Colby, we love you, but uh, yeah, that was that's great. I, I, who, who's your friend when it comes to like that kind of stuff? You know, can it's our job. Can we all can we can we all sit here and say we might have thought about that at least one point in our yeah, life? 100%. Okay, all right. I'm glad yeah, that I'm, like, see, like he's not alone here. Like I don't want no. him to be on an island. <laughs> if you go to a country, like the the exchange rate is the exchange rate. Like the thing. The, the index or whatever the fuck it's called is like the big thing. Like it, it, if you, yeah, like it, it just depends how much goods cost compared to the U S like that's really more of what you need to look at. Yeah, I agree. Um, so with that, it was not, uh, hard to move on after like, that. um, did you guys watch the Pro Bowl? Did you guys watch the Pro Bowl by chance? No, I'm going to tell you how we can fix it too. Okay. Can I talk about it real quick and talk about how it currently is now? Gross. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. how it currently is, everyone thought it was just going to be a flag football game where it was just going to be Team A against Team B, but it was a lot more than that. It was kind of intelligent before it started happening. Anyway, so, like, what happened was, like... That's catching bad. That's all I know. <laughs> um, what happened was, like... So, what's happening is they split AFC and NFC, as how it's always been. You got these teams, okay? And they have a bunch of challenges, Okay. Everyone thought it was just going to be like a flag football game. They've always had these challenges, but it seems like it's ramped up a little bit more. It's everything's like bigger now. Um, so they would have like offensive lineman challenges, sled pulling and stuff like that. Then you'd have like receiver challenges. The receiver challenges would be something like uh, the, the trampoline catches. So Stefan Diggs and uh, um, Amon Ross St. Brown had like to jump on a trampoline and like do awesome catches. And then like Pete Davidson would give us Pete Davidson would give him a score of 69 and now the crowd would laugh. <laughs> you know, that was fun and all. And then like uh, the quarterbacks would throw out dummies and stuff like that and show how inaccurate Kirk Cousins is and stuff like that. Um, so that was kind of interesting. And then like the overarching theme is if the AFC wins these challenges, then the AFC gets so many points for this game. Or if the NFC wins, then they get so many points. And then at the end of the day, it's all collected. And I think they played a total of three or four flag football games. So it was like, I think it was three flag football games. And flag football is a little bit different. Um, shout out to uh, my boss, my boss, Tyler. He was uh, one of the officials there. Got to see him get yelled at by Justin Jefferson. That was kind of cool. Um, so the flag football game was kind of fun to watch. Like, 
it was kind of like a seven on seven. Um, you could tell like the announcers was trying to learn the game. You could tell that the, the players were trying to learn the game. You know, they've never really played this game. The rules are really different. Um, and there's a lot of different stuff. And then you have Eli Manning trying to coach this game up and then Peyton Manning trying to scream at the officials about the rules. Cause he doesn't know the rules. So it was kind of, it was kind of interesting. It's year one. Um, there's going to be a lot of backlash. So if they're wanting to do this, you know, it's going to be a little bit harder next year because you're going to have to come up with new games every year. That's going to be hard unless you're going to do the same thing every year. Well, that's why people got tired of the Pro Bowl. So you're going to have to come up with new games every year to keep vamping it up. And two, I think people will start to learn the flag football game a little bit more. And I think people will have more fun with it as time goes on. All right, Sam, fix it. It's it's easy. What? It, it, first of all, what does every NFL fan love? There's two things. Two things that every, like, maybe not casual NFL fans, but, like, we're capturing the NFL. We'll, we'll capture those guys with the flag football game. The flag football game is a good idea. What do, what, what do legitimate NFL fans, what two things do they love? Yelling, blaming the rest. Well, yes. But I'm talking about NFL-sponsored events. Oh. They love the combine, oh. yeah, and I they know. love the draft. Yeah. Mm. What you should do first, you need to like get rid of AFC and NFC. Did they like, do that a year one? Did they do that once? They did, but they did it dumbly. This okay, is, all this right, is <laughs> dumbly. It, this is gonna be this is gonna be good. Okay, get rid of NFC, get rid of AFC because like all pro is like the only thing that really should count. Really, yeah. realistically. Okay, first of all. We have Tyler Huntley in this fucking flag football game and Derek Carr in this flag football game because we have too many quarterbacks and too many of them are hurt and we can't go to the NFC for quarterbacks. So you should pick like the number one guys for like each league. So you should have like your first team all pro NFC, first team all pro AFC, and then wild card. So you should get like a two deep for everything. Right now we kind of have like a three deep or whatever. So, you know, like two quarterbacks, like four running backs, like six wideouts, whatever, whatever it is. And then the first thing you should do is you should get like fucking, I, I like Eli and Peyton Manning as coaches. So you need to get like guys that are likable, right? Like maybe get like Tony Romo, whatever. And then the first day you need to draft your teams. Mm. It, it should be a three-day event. The first night Ooh. is the draft, and it's in person, and you got to make your picks for, like, your Pro Bowl team. The second day is basically, like, a pseudo-combine. So it's, like, how many bench reps can we do? We each have, like, five people who, like, do the bench press. And and people can <clears> only <throat> – not everyone has to participate in, like, all of these combine events necessarily, but you can only do one. So that's that's the challenge. You can only do do one combine event. So we'll have enough for every one person to do. So it'll be like which team, which out of the four teams can get the most bench reps. So that way you have, you know, guy benching like 30 reps, next dude benches like 33. And by the time you get to the end, you got like dude find, trying to crank out like 40 bench reps. Whatever that shit that people like do, do like a fucking 100 yard dash relay or something like that. 
with like your skill position players, but like do combine stuff because people like combine stuff. Okay. See who has the highest vert. See you. Cause like the thing that's the problem with like, this is even the dunk contest for like NBA. There is so much fucking dead time between like people trying to get excited for shit. We shouldn't try to get excited for shit. We should just let it breathe and be what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, just need dudes to come up and run a fucking like 100 yard race against each other and then like award like points or whatever for it yeah and then the last day is just like three flag football games they don't have to be very long it's like a bracket people have brackets i so you have, so you have like what like 11 to like 22 dudes on each team you have like 22 dudes on each team that's like 88 players so you have like enough events for 22 players to do combine wise. And there you go. And you like give out an MVP for like be- like combine beast or whatever. Yeah. Beans. Okay. I'm going to fix it too. All right. So <clears throat> you do your flag football games. Okay. I like your idea. That's great. I'm going to go off the beaten trail here. I say we make it just a little bit different. We want the best athletes. We want the best athletes doing the best things, all right? I want our athletes to be playing cornhole, basketball, flag football, and softball. Let's add softball in there, you know? Adult softball, slow pitch softball. Let's just go fucking berserk with this thing. Just a weekend full of fun. I I can see that. I could like that. Because, yeah, do something fucking fun. Do something fun. You know, just something just a little bit different. Do a 200-yard dash. Do a 100-yard dash. You know, have Tyreek going against Justin Jefferson or whoever the fuck, you know, running or Lamar Jackson even running the 100-meter dash. Uh, Do something. Just show a little diversity. We could have basketball, you know, five-on-five, three-on-three basketball. You know, I think we would be kind of fun seeing Derwin James going against like a like a Jamal Adams, you know, playing basketball. And, you know, you could split your teams up how you want. I think that'd be kind of fun. So something like that. Do it over three days. Just because of like injury stuff. But like, I think you need the most non-football stuff. That's why like the combine is fun because it's not real football stuff. It's just athletes being freaks. Cornhole would be so much fun to watch with the offensive linemen. Could you imagine something like a Creed Humphrey? That is a great suggestion. Just like a court, like a cornhole, like match or whatever. I think, I think the best idea though, from everything we've said is you got to draft those dudes. Yes, I do agree. It has to be drafted. Yes. Yes. Like just put a fucking like high school, like fucking auditorium stage in the end zone put everyone in like a green room and like publicly shame people for not being like the best of the best athletes. Like you have to fucking draft those people like onto your team. Like that's TV. People will tune in. People will literally tune in for that over like the five football game. Yeah. I, yeah. NFL people would love you to hire us. Gavin, do you have anything? No, the only thing that I was going to add, <laughs> I was going to kind of use it to transition us to the senior bowl um, was, I the only thing that I would change to Sam's plan or our plan here because I agree with everything I think it's outstanding, um truly, but you like when you do the combine stuff you got to be kind of careful because the NFL cares entirely too much about the combine or whatever and I could just I could just see it I could see Keenan Allen 
like coming to the Pro Bowl, running a 40 for fun, running a 5-3, and then like going back to the Chargers and then them like using him differently and being like, hey, Keenan Allen, like you weren't old before the Pro Bowl, but like, you know, now like, now you are. Yeah, now we realize that like you're actually really slow. And so I, I mean that kind of jokingly, but kind of in serious way, like, you guys could both see that happening, right? Like, oh, absolutely. That, like, I can imagine, like, good. No, I could, I, I was going to say, like, I could imagine two offensive linemen coming up to rep, like, bench, and then they'd only do, like, 10. And it's right. like, <laughs> I was expecting 45 to be repped out here, but these are, like, 35 year old offensive then linemen. And then get cut in half next season. Then you're like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's why I'm saying, like, you know, maybe it's not like a 40 yard dash. Maybe it's like, you know, you, you have four teams and like it's a 100 yard sprint and you give your baton to somebody and yeah, then like, I, that's what it is. I was mostly just making fun of the way the NFL views yeah. that stuff, but it's really sad that like I could legitimately see an NFL team like getting Dallas Goddard on like the bench press and seeing like, oh man, Dallas Goddard only lifts like se- reps out seven of these when he hasn't trained for it. Like, man, we shouldn't have him blocking. You know, dead, like, no dead serious. <laughs> This honestly would probably be better than, I mean, I get you want the very best of the very best to be like at the Pro Bowl games or whatever it is. But could you imagine if you just like invited Byron Jones out there to fucking do like his 44 inch broad jump again or whatever it is? Like, yeah, John Ross is like on a practice squad. You just bring him out to run like a fucking 100 yard dash. Yeah. Yeah. that hey, would draft for strategy, funny. draft for strategy, not for win. You know, like it's it's but what you got to do. That's why I feel like that, that's why I do feel like <laughs> you need to have like the best of the best there. But like that's the that's the kicker with the draft. It's like all those dudes are like elite. I need like I need some like NFL Network host. Like I need Tom Brady to like come up on the podium and announce like who his number one pick is, and like have everyone else be salty why like they're not like Tom Brady's first pick. Yeah, no, I I agree completely. I think I think we've uh, that solved the Pro Bowl. Um, yeah, we we should uh, move on. We had uh, one Kansas Senior State, Bowl. Yeah, we had one Kansas State player actually at the Senior Bowl too, and Julius. Right. But um, I I guess uh, we can go whatever direction we want from this. The Senior Bowl did happen. I think it's really funny that like we have this thing set up. I. I'm happy that we have it for all of these guys that are seniors, fifth year seniors, whatever, to like come and showcase themselves. But it's really funny how like the first thing that like I think of with the senior bowl and and prospects is it being like a red flag that they're at the senior bowl in the first place. But um, <laughs> so what what's funny is is someone actually had that take on Twitter and then someone posted like a picture of all the dudes who are like all pro like first yeah. or second team caliber that yeah. were at the senior bowl. And it's actually like quite a few people. No, Yeah. Th- it absolutely still has like top end NFL talent go through it. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's a ironic thing to me. Um, I guess we can just kind of talk about it, go through some winners and losers for each of us. If we have any of them beans, I know mm-hmm. you've been following it. So what have you got? Yeah. Um, Gavin, I kind of, I called you, what was it like Thursday or Friday? Something like that, just to see what your thoughts were so far. Um, from like the week itself, um, the whole week mock the North Dakota state offensive lineman is this year's Quinn Miners. I think that comparison is really, I know there's a big difference between D three and FCS, but there was no D three, you know, standout this year. 
Um, but that's that's the guy that um, has been kind of talked about there as far as the offensive lineman. He stood out. Um, Jake Hayner, um, you know, I, I've been kind of looking at. Yep, I've been kind of looking at his tape, you know, just kind of like poking at the bear a little bit. I didn't like him, but I was like, you know, in the world, this guy's probably like a backup quarterback. And you look at his size, and then he kind of looks like little dicky too. So it's like, uh, you know, maybe like in the world, he might not be a quarterback, but he did pretty good. Like he didn't look bad. He didn't look great. Um, I kind of, I kind of. He was my big winner because he. <clears throat> He, he did help him out. He he helped himself out tremendously. Um, he was in a group of quarterbacks who are fighting to actually get drafted at this point. Yes. And he was the best one. Yes, and that did help his stock a little bit. He was on that fringe, like, like we don't know about this guy, and he kind of proved himself a little bit. Um, I was excited for that quarterback, that D2 quarterback. You know, the whole week, just people were raving on this guy, like how this guy was good. He took control of the, you know, of all these seniors here from being a small school. And he just kind of showed up in the game and didn't really do much with it. I don't know if it's because of the stage and what happened there. He didn't look the greatest, but um, you, you never know. Like, manager. What's that? I, I said it, I looked to it, I heard that he looked like just a game manager. And that, and that could very well be true, too. Um, you know, we're not going to find there's not going to be a bunch of diamonds in the rough. I mean, there's not going to be a Brock. There's probably not going to be a Brock Purdy on this team, you know, but it's our job to find. It's our job to find them. It's our job to do the research and find them. Um, my biggest loser. Yes. My biggest loser. Tell me. Andre Carter, the edge out of army. He didn't look good. Oh, uh, It's sad. I wanted him. I was cheering for him to succeed. I thought he, I, I was so excited for him to be successful, and he's not. Yes, Gavin. I want to give like a weird, or not a weird. I want to give a uh, asterisk next to him because, and this this is coming from um, like PFF podcast I'm listening to. Thought the exact same thing, but they brought up a very good point about like dudes from Army. He's not training to be an edge rusher. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yep. Physically, though. So, yes, it's bad that he's not there right now. But like the reason he's here and the reason that he's being talked about as like a end of day two, high day three prospect is because he has the tools. He just got to develop into them. So like while he's not there yet, we like know he's not there yet. Exactly. That's a good that's a very good point. Um, that's kind of hitting the nail on the head with that. He's not he's got so much other stuff to do at Army. It's not just football there. Those guys are training constantly. So he's not big. He's tall, but he's not big, and so those Did, that stuff will come with time. Um, did he ever get a resolution on? Like, yes, his, I think I think that's I think that's been resolved. I think that's good. Okay, I I like read that. I, I read the thing about like how, he had he had to serve. Yeah, no, that's gone. So he's good. Okay, um, good. good for him. Yes, and then uh, Gavin, I was I've kind of talked to you about the receiver room. You if you want to talk about them, I'll kind of leave them to you. Another player that looked really good to me was Anthony Johnson out of Virginia. He looked really good. Uh, he's only given up one touchdown these last two years. So something to look out for. Um, and he had a pick. I think he had a, it was a pick six. Um, I know he had an interception. I can't remember if he scored that one or not. But he looks good. I'm not saying he's Sauce Gardner good because, I mean, he has that kind of stat line. But he's not. But he looks pretty fluid with his motion. Uh, wasn't really highly talked about. You know, he wasn't one of the top corners in this room, and I think he's really helped his draft stock out here a little bit. Gavin, do you have anybody? 
Um, yeah, so I want to give two and a half takeaways from the Senior Bowl. The, uh, I'm going to start with the half because it's such a fucking incredible story, especially for us. Um, so I was listening, again, listening to PFF's, uh, PFF had a podcast just like recapping Senior Bowl stuff, whatever. And they're talking about um, uh, Max Duggan, um, the quarterback yes. for TCU. And they're like, ironically, before we talk about this, like he was still one of the best, if not the best quarterback prospects here, um, like flash during the week. But overall, you know, this is a terrible crop of quarterbacks here relative to other years. And just like jet, as prospects, like we might not see a quarterback from the senior bowl get drafted. And that wouldn't really surprise anybody. Uh, but they're talking about this story from there's essentially this like this net that quarterbacks were warming up passing into and just imagine like I, I the way they described it is like imagine like a kicking net but like just built for passing so you know it's like bigger and like there's a bunch of quarterbacks like practicing throwing at it whatever so they're talking about max duggan they're like we just want to like point out this dude's accuracy which we've talked about here on this podcast and they said that there was two groups of people there watching them. They're like, there's legitimately like NFL personnel and people. And I, I might even send this in the group chat, like making fun of like Max Duggan's throws, like as he's throwing at this thing. And then there's the other group of people, which is the people behind the throwing net that physically had to move because Max Duggan missed the throwing net so many times and would like hit them. <laughs> and, I did. Yeah. I, from coming from us and us being like, I just, Max Duggins is like outstanding story. We played TCU multiple times throughout the year. Like he just never felt like that good of a quarterback. I was laughing my ass off when I'm hearing that. Like to, you know, we make fun of kickers missing the kicking net, like practicing on the sideline, but like doing that as like a quarterback throwing into a throwing net that's bigger. Like I just it it cracked me up hearing that. Um, no, to go into actual like takeaways, I want to talk about uh, two players. Um, the first one was a dude that I'd actually watched some before the te- the Senior Bowl, and um, it, it it's Tank Dell out of Houston, Nathaniel Dell, um, the 163 pound receiver. the The weigh in is the first thing at the Senior Bowl, so that's the thing that everybody sees. Um, like, oh my God, 163 pounds, throw to the uh, throw to the curb, which I completely understand, but um, there's also something to be said about like. I the the crop of wide receivers at the Senior Bowl just isn't good at all, anyways. Similar to the quarterback, um, but I think Nathaniel Dell has one of the only or was one of the only receivers at the Senior Bowl to like showcase some way he can consistently win at the NFL. Like he's just now he's five eight hundred sixty three. Got a low center of gravity. He's built for these one on one drills. He's uh they he's he was torching he was torching these corners. That's what uh. On one hand, like, as sucks, he's 163. He's, uh, like, but at the same time, like, I'm watching him at Houston. I'm, or I'm watching his tape at Houston. He comes to the su- Senior Bowl and is still consistently getting open, which is the same stuff I saw at Houston. It's like, you know what? He might not be able to do everything at the NFL level because of his size, but I, compared to the other receivers there, at least he has some way that I know he can consistently win at the next level. Because I don't think I could say that about another rece- another receiver at the Senior Bowl. And that speaks wonders to him, regardless of his size. Yeah, Beans? So when I call and talk to you about Tank Dell, we uh, we mentioned three names. And Sam, I kind of want to know what your comp would kind of be on this. There was a comp between Tank Dell being Calvin Austin, Wandale Robinson. Who's the third guy I mentioned? 
Uh, I, I I love the Calvin Austin comp for him because it's similar uh like uh play competition level that he came from too. Um, yes, exactly. And he is a fourth round pick, and people still like him from uh uh for the Steelers. So like I I think that um. I, bottom bottom line, I can't like express how important that is compared to other receivers that don't have a way that they can consistently win. They just do receiver things, and it's really inconsistent. Sometimes they win, sometimes they don't. They can't do anything like well enough for you to just know that they're going to go to the NFL and at least thrive in that. Tank Dell's going to get open. He's going to like beat one on one coverage. He doesn't get caught at the line of scrimmage regardless of his size, and he's got a six foot wingspan for only being five foot eight. So that that's the type of stuff that I like to see from him. And I want to shout out Julius Brents too. I um he he was I saw multiple sources have him as a winner. I didn't watch like any of his reps or anything like that. Just seeing a player that like really throughout his time at K State just kept building on good performance after good performance and became more of a household name. Um, I'm happy to see that. If you want to see like one of the most uh. I watch watch him against Quentin Johnston in the Big 12 championship game for anybody listening. That is the like best I've ever seen a corner play and still just give up 120 yards or whatever receiving because TCU is <laughs> retarded and that's what they do. Like he played outstanding Rough in that game and I I really felt like he did too being in the stadium watching it and rewatching the game just kind of confirmed that. Um I I great for Julius Brent. Was really happy for him. So with Julius, oh sorry, I didn't mean to cut. I was just going to say um, everything I've seen online is that he is he was one of the best press corners down in Alabama, and that his wingspan was like six eleven. Yeah, his wingspan. He has longer wingspan than most edge rushers at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, like I don't know, man. Like I like when I when you first start doing mocks. It had him as like a seventh round guy, right? I was like mocking him as the very last pick for the Chiefs in numerous mocks. Would it surprise you if he ended up being like a day day two pick? Like no. dead ass. No. Like no. If he comes out nope. and he runs like a really good 40 and tests really this well. This combine is going to be huge. Yeah. Like if he comes out and balls out in the combine, like this isn't me being a homer. This is me like talking about a 6-3 well-testing corner. Edge with corner. This corner can set the edge. He can tackle too. Dude, he feels like a Seahawk. Does he not? Like yeah. this feels like exactly like what Pete Carroll is looking for in like the fourth round. God damn it! <laughs> I, I mean, let's not forget to like Homer, whatever, call it what you want. Like AJ Parker and DJ Reed are two like perfect examples of like corners that have already came from Kansas State and like mm-hmm. not been uber highly relate, uh, rated at like various points in their NFL draft prospect, whatever. But DJ Reed has like played as one of the best corners in the NFL this year. And AJ Parker has been a starter for the lions and uh, kind of like passed around a couple of teams, but he's been a starter for like multiple teams. Hell, Duke Shelley years. plays. Duke yeah. Shelley was starting this year too. And Duke, Duke Shelley too. Brent's also feels like a Buccaneer. Buccaneer likes those tall corners. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 there's definitely in, teams out there that's just like, Oh yeah. Six the, three quarters, six, 11 weeks span. Yeah. They want that guy. The thing that helped Brents out here was not getting torched at all. Like the thing that he did really good at was just not losing at anything. He was he just did his job, did That's it right. A good thing to do. That yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. No, like, like some some corners, 
some of these corner stocks, like they rely on the senior bowl to like make it. And I talked to Gavin about this a little bit, like this, this group of corners at the senior bowl was a little, you know, eh. Um, there's a lot of top end players. And then you got guys like Julius Brents, uh, Darius, uh, rush out of South Carolina and a couple others that are at the bottom there. And, you know, what Brents and rush did really helped them out, but there's guys at the bottom that just really cracked it. <laughs> like, so, so yeah. there's, there's some positivity to look out of this. They could have been at that bottom with those other players that just did not belong there. Yeah, and I'm not saying I think Ju- I think Julius Brent's probably clocks in as with with a good combine. I think he clocks in as an early day three pick. I I like fourth fifth round. I think yeah, is real, probably what you're looking at. Yes, but yep. I don't know. I guess, I guess if Julius Brent's comes out and runs like a four like four forty like four four flat, then like we might start be talking different stuff. But I doubt that happens. Yeah. No, Beans, we already have too many young corners. We don't need Julius Brents. Yeah, we wouldn't use them right anyways. We'd move them to safety. Well, that's where he started, wasn't it? That's he what I'm wondering. All over the place for him. He did. He I, played a lot. He started at safety. So he'd been here for three years, and I'm almost 99% sure his first year he was a safety for us. That could very um, well be true. Also, just want to like shout out DJ Reed. DJ Reed is probably, other than like Tyler Lockett, the best player from K State that like I've seen to where it's like, yeah, that guy's like absolutely a professional football player. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's Tyler Lockett and then DJ Reed. Like, everyone else, it, Arthur Brown, like, is kind of the. Arthur Brown was really good too. So I guess like Arthur Brown is like probably like higher up on that list. Yeah. Like DJ Reed was just so obviously like a stud. And when like he left after his junior year, it was just like, yeah, like makes sense. Yep. Yeah. I got, um, like good luck to the chiefs. Are we ready to get into thought provoking moments? Hot takes. I, I think so. I think, I think, you know, we've been BSing pretty much this entire show pre and during, um, I don't know, Beans. Can you top? Uh, can you exchange money to get more money? And I actually, row, row, row. well, it's more of a and row. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> people don't know about row, row, row. Yeah. So not yet. Not till Beans posts the uh, the cliff notes. All right. This is kind of more of a question. It's not really a thought provoking moment. But if there is an NFL player that you would want to give a read, like redo their career for, who would it be? Are injuries on or off? So, like, they they start over. They, you don't know where their life's going to take them, what happens, but they you want them to have a second chance. Okay. I got to think of a couple. Yeah. Give me – who's yours, Beans? Uh, stall for us while we think. Um, Aaron Hernandez? <laughs> uh, Pause. Michael Vick, Michael Vick, maybe Michael Vick. Okay, I, I mean, think Mike... about off the field issues. Um, <laughs> okay, honest yes. to God. Um, um, this is so bad. I almost wish we could like redo the Ryan Leaf Peyton Manning debate with Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> like. 
Like, I, I, I almost wish that's like what we could do. Like it, it's like Zach Wilson is like approaching that kind of level to where it's like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. So maybe it won't be as fun as I thought it would be. But like I getting onto Twitter and seeing like Ryan Leaf stands like squirm for like two years would be pretty funny. I but I mean Zach Wilson's getting the problem is Zach Wilson like banged a mom so like he got like this big boon of like support and like people like him and I like him too which sucks. I like him too I know I got two things I'd want to see start over one is for science and it's Lamar at not Ravens um oh the second one is oh god I I fucking lost it think joking about Lamar um no it's a uh, I, I just I want to see Jameis Winston start over. The same thing is gonna happen. Oh, that's a then, good one. I watch more. Yeah, that's a really good one. Jameis Winston got fucked, man. Like I don't yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Jameis Winston's one of the thirty-two best starting quarterbacks in the league, and he yeah. he just got fucked. Well, and I like even if he just gets fucked again, like regardless, I just want to see more Jameis. Like. I, I just are, want, are you uh, like giving him the eye surgery like straight out of college? Oh my god! No, I would tell no. no I, I would run to seeing linebackers. He's more fun that way. <laughs> uh, uh, I was about to say maybe I just like walk down the street to Jameis and say, "Hey, you can fix your eyes." No, I don't know why the How the fuck do you tell me if we have all of this knowledge, all of this testing, all of this data, and you let a motherfucker just? Casually walk through your league as a starting quarterback, a position that we pay fifty million dollars a year to to the top end players, and he was blind as a fucking bat. That that shit is kind. Of, the Fox are so trash. I can't even believe that. Like, Ooh. I can't. So here, I don't know why the first person I thought of was Kevin White. Also. Like oh oh, oh, yeah. oh. For some reason is like the very first player I think of where it's like oh yeah that dude was like injured like no I got time. I've got the best one I think Andrew Luck oh okay yeah no like in all seriousness I'd like yeah. to see Andrew Luck's career like if he wasn't the way he was I mean, <laughs> like you could say the same thing about RG three um I almost. But Jameis Winston has to be the funnest one. I get perfect hindsight in this. Like, do I get perfect hindsight? Like, I know like what should have happened if we sure. Yeah, why not for the for for the sake of the argument? Sure. Redo Tom Brady, and like see if he ever becomes anything. If Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt, or if he's like an insurance salesman. Oh, I feel like tell Drew Bledsoe like, hey, hey, like sit out this game or something. Slots. I yeah, slide. Don't try and run out of bounds. Just slide. Um, I no, I like genuinely wonder what would have happened because Drew Bledsoe got like a fucking bajillion dollar contract. You I, know what I mean? So like Tom Brady probably is withering on the vine for four years and then just being a backup, hoping Drew Bledsoe just dies. I'm I'm imagining Jameis Winston. Sorry, I'm still stuck here. I'm imagining Jameis Winston like having a casual. <laughs> I'm imagining him having a conversation with Devin White, except like he can't see him. It's just like he, he's there's nothing there. There's just words being spoke from a ghost. Just nothing. Like three feet in front of him. He just can't see linebackers. They're physically not there. Okay, I'm gonna say this. 
I played football blind. Like I have to wear glasses and I didn't play with my glasses. Like I played like I could see the shapes. Okay. Like my glasses, I have pretty bad eyesight. I could see the shapes. I was a linebacker. I was a linebacker. I didn't need to. I just kind of like saw where the ball was going. I just had, she has to see people and like, (laughs) I, uh, here's another person I'd want to see. Honestly, like for my like sanity, like Josh Freeman just not going to the Bucks, like literally anywhere else, like just not going to the tire fire that was that organization. Darren Sproles in the current NFL. I know we're getting really way well, off the. Yeah, I don't we, know we are, if it's any different though. You know what I mean? I think it is because we use our running backs just to. It's like Sean Payton was like where he like made his bread and butter. Like Sean Payton runs a like modern offense. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Kadarius Tony, but at quarterback. Oh my God! I knew that was coming. I knew it. I was like, this is the Kadarius Tony one. All right, we gotta go on the hunt. Kadarius okay. Tony would fucking implode in like two seconds. So with Lamar, I'm not Ravens. <laughs> We're about to see it this offseason. All right, so who's got a hot take? Oh, all right, so we're just gonna transition like that. Um, Why not? We should get I, a wheel and then like have every team in the NFL on it, and then like we can just like talk about what Lamar would go in there would mean. No, like it, it I, doesn't even have to doesn't even have to make sense. Like it could literally just be like, oh, Lamar to the Chiefs. Like he moves his running back. Like Pacheco's yeah. job. Plays <laughs> wide receiver, tight end. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I I'll, I guess I'll get us started. Um, we're from Kansas. People listening to this podcast might even be from Abilene, Kansas. I I I think Dwight D. Eisenhower is one of the most overrated human beings in Kansas that like I've ever I, I it drives me crazy. The dude threw a bunch of eighteen year olds at machine guns and got awarded for it and was like just like told that like brilliant. This is who could have ever thought of this plan and came up with something so perfect for what needed to be done at the time. The only thing, the only thing I will ever give that motherfucker credit for on D-Day was setting up balloons in the shapes of airplanes at not the U.S. base so that German planes thought that that was the U.S. base, but it wasn't. After that, every decision he made, idiot. I don't just, the fact that we just, like, love this dude for I, organizing, sure, but, like, people organize parties. You know, that's what D-Day was. Everybody's got to show up at pretty much the same time and make sure their guns are pointed the right direction. But anybody who's, like, approached to this, you can't tell me there wasn't a non-fucking fortified beach on the entire European continent. Europe's a big (laughs) place, people. Just don't drive your boats directly at the fucking machine guns and drop off the 18-year-olds and give them no other room to run. I, We won. That's great. But just because we won doesn't mean we have to agree it was great process. Okay? Like... (laughs) <laughs> I all right. I'm done. What do you guys think? I think that D Day is retarded, and we shouldn't like be happy that that was how we did it, and appreciate the guy that put it together and decided that was the. And you're telling me that just sending a bunch of 18 year olds to get mowed down by gunfire to their death wasn't the best thing to ever happen? <laughs> Sam, imagine like we we've, we've both been in this situation at our like corporatized companies as engineers. Imagine like that type of idea going to your like boss's boss's boss and like 
I've got it. I have figured it out. This is what we're going to do. This is how we win the war. We take a bunch of 18-year-olds and we drop the ramp in front of them so there's nowhere else for them to run except directly into enemy machine gun fire. fire. With a cliff. You know what that reminds me of? Have you guys ever watched Futurama? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. What do you want from me? Well, is he frozen? Is he? I think he froze. Oh, he froze. Gavin, did you watch Futurama? Nope. I mean, I mean a little bit, but like. I mean, I I, I remember being younger watching Futurama. Yeah. Beans, you reacted crazily when I talked about Dwight D. Eisenhower. Why? No, because you said overrated, and I agree. Do you know who else I could compare put up there? Well, okay, it's not I'm my hot. Other people. No, no, no. But I mean, it's just for the sake of the argument. I mean, I'm going to throw Amelia Earhart up there. Okay. Well, I'm. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but if we're talking, you know, if we're talking like, you know, if we're talking like the. Yep. He got, he's gone. He, he yeah. left. Yep. So for the sake of like, you know, your argument here, like, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. No, that, like, that. Okay. But Amelia Earhart flew around the world or whatever the fuck. She flew across the Atlantic once. Like she did her thing. Yeah, but she got lost. Uh, okay, yeah, I, he said Dwight D. Eisenhower is probably the most overrated person from Kansas. I said Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart crashed, bro. Because See? That, yeah, no, I See? agree. She, she shouldn't have been flying. The world, and then she ran out of gas, I think it was. I can't she should have caught that. She should have known. Okay. Well, I, but... think it, I, I think there was like bigger problems, but whatever. And, and an eighteen-year-old getting shot down is also a pretty big problem. So yeah, that, but anyways, back to my Futurama point. There's an episode where it's revealed the way that the uh, Zap Brannigan won a battle is because they were facing killbots and they had a like set kill limit. So he just shoved like <laughs> so many of his men until they reached the limit, and then they like stopped killing. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's D Day. That's uh, the Germans defense. <laughs> Pretty much. Out of ammo, I guess. You know that that's uh, probably like what he was thinking. Like, like at that's some a point, process. At some point, they're gonna run out of ammunition, and we um, will be the victor. You honestly, I gotta go with uh, BTK mainly because Beans thinks BTK is like fucking hype. I, I'm not saying he's hype. He was my draft pick of most yeah, famous people from Kansas. Dog, you hyped him up, yeah, and now like I gotta unhype him. I got, I got the draft was just people from or was a uh, things you think about in the, from Kansas. Yeah, and you thought about. I think BTK, bro. Okay. So, yeah. so we we Dumb. agreed. I'm correct. Um, no, <laughs> BTK, BTK worse. Millie Earhart worse. Fuck you, Bean. Millie <laughs> Earhart is probably one of the greatest of all time. I mean, she's famous because she did the one thing, but, like, she did the one... She's not, like, uber, uber famous. She just did the one thing. Like, she's not crazy famous. Eh, like, we, hang, we hang on that hat a little bit. We like to hang on that. Co the who, who is the most famous Kansan of all time? Is it John Brown, who I drafted in the first round of our draft? The I football player, so. right? Ha ha. <laughs> I should have drafted both. Uh, no, the abolitionist, obviously. If you don't I, think John Brown, the abolitionist, is the most famous Kansas, Kansan, you're racist. That's all I'm saying. 
What well, now you really put me in the corner here. Like, <laughs> you're really about to expose me, aren't you? Are you gonna Are you gonna go against uh, slavery to like suggest something else? Some singer that isn't even from Kansas. Um, you know, I've got to do my research. I'm not a history buff, so it's like I don't know. Like, well, I, mean, I, I I don't think there's any like research. I think it's just years of being in the state. You would have heard of who's famous and who's not. Okay, who's hot takes about ranch? Mine. Okay. Oh, God. All right. It could possibly be. It's time for people to grow the fuck up. Shut up. No, you're not about to come on here and tell me that blue cheese is better than ranch. Because that's not even. Grow the fuck up, okay? Dude, blue no. cheese. You, blue you cheese. Develop some taste buds, beans. Blue cheese is awful. Blue cheese is good, okay? When you order wings, next time you order wings, get some blue cheese. I have had blue cheese. It fucking stinks. It's not good. Ranch is fine, okay? Ranch is good. Ranch is like your complimentary, like, I'm going out to dinner. But, like, I'm not going to order blue cheese in front of my friends because I don't want to get baptized. But guess what? It's fucking good. It's good. Grow the fuck up. Grow up. You're telling me that you let yourself get bullied out of a superior condiment? That it can't be that good then. It is good. It's just that our minds are trained to think that oh, ranch is the superior condiment here, bro. Like honestly, honestly, I put honey mustard. I put honey mustard above ranch on your fucking wings. Yeah, have you ever had honey mustard and wings? What? Have you not? Eating plain wing. Oh, just take a plain wing and dip it in honey mustard. Okay, that's different. Like even uh, barbecue wings dipped in honey mustard is fine. No, no, you, you bought yourself a way out, and you just dug yourself back in. You climbed out the hole of dipping wings in honey mustard, and you got out of it just to say to put barbecue wings in fucking honey mustard. Have you ever tried it? I can I know what honey mustard tastes like. I don't know what barbecue sauce tastes like. It's not no. So knock it till you try it, bro. I don't. <laughs> Gavin's got it in ghost mode. He's ghosting you over the steak. Blue cheese. I'm telling. Okay, fuck the honey mustard part. Okay, back to my blue oh, cheese. No, no, no. You don't get to just leave the honey mustard part, dude. You don't. You don't get to come on here and tell me that you put honey mustard. Over ranch for your barbecue wings. Good. Try it. No. Have you ever had Fat Shack in Manhattan? Go to Fat Shack. Order their wings. Fat Shack. Go to the order their wings, and they're gonna give you a fat stack of fucking wings from the Fat Shack from the chef in the back that's just loading them on your plate. Guess what they're going to give you? Guess what they're going to give you? Guess what they're going to give you? They're going to give you honey mustard, and you're going to dip them in those wings, and they're going to taste glorious. Yeah, if they're, like, playing, not if they have barbecue sauce on them. They're barbecue wings. Or maybe there's something else on them. I don't know. But they were they were barbecue-esque. You were drunk, Beans. So, okay, and? There's no fucking chance on God's green earth that you give me a wet wing that has barbecue, like, sauce, whatever the fuck on it, and I'm going to dip it in honey mustard. There's absolutely no goddamn way unless James Bradbury gives up the game losing touchdown. There it is. There it is. I'll fucking There it is. I'll do it. I don't give a shit. I'll go fucking buy some wings at Walmart. 
I'll go slap some Buffalo Wild Wings honey barbecue sauce. I'll make fucking 12 of those motherfuckers, and I'll get some fucking honey mustard. I'll fucking eat them on this podcast if that shit happens. Sydney agrees with me. Sydney agrees with me. Look at that. Like, who the fuck let this guy out of the asylum? So you were telling okay, so you were telling me that like blue we're off this blue cheese thing. Like we could argue till the cows come home about blue cheese. And like, you know what? I think blue cheese is fucking disgusting, but like I understand it on the wings. Like it 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 goes on the wings. Like I get it. I think it stinks, but that's beside the point. I cannot get over that you willingly take a wing that is tossed in barbecue sauce and dip it in honey mustard. I'm not saying it's my first choice. I'm not saying it. Yeah, you're saying, saying it. Stuck it over ranch. Did you have you tried it? You know what? Let's do this. Let's do Let's this. Let's do this. Oh challenge. God. Good challenge. We're going to give you wings, okay, Sam? We're going to get you wings, and we're going to get you three dipping sauces. You're going to get ranch, blue cheese, and honey mustard. And I want you to tell me that it's at least not in the conversation of it should be up there. I can tell you right now, ranch is number one, and blue cheese will be number two, and honey mustard will be third by a wide margin. You know what? You might change your mind. You might change your mind. I don't think I will. I don't I don't think... I, I, I don't hate honey mustard, but like I like honey mustard and like a chicken McNugget, but I think once you add the barbecue sauce in, it's a little bit more like, oh, God. You know how I compare it to, it's like, have you ever, you're going to make fun of this. It's yeah. not like it. It's not like it, but it's like similar in the, in the same concept. Do you remember like ever dipping your ch- chips in salsa and then dipping it in the queso? It's almost like that. You know, it's like two different things and you mesh them together. It's like that. You have your wing with the barbecue sauce and that's the salsa. And then you dip it in the honey mustard and that's the queso. It's two different things. And then you kind of put them in your mouth and it just kind of just all goes together somehow. So... I will give you that, like, I'm coming around to the idea that honey mustard and barbecue <laughs> sauce might not be the worst thing to go on together. I will tell you this right now. I know it's worse than ranch. <laughs> right, and then that's your, that's your opinion. You're entitled to your own opinion. <laughs> the, the only thing that I want to say is I just think that we have all – no, I'm not – you have all – disrespected the fuck out of ranch and need to apologize the only reason the only reason that anything other than ranch was ever made was just for like science and creativity everyone knows that everyone likes ranch and you can just put it on anything and it'll be good it'll be fine like it's 100 going to work there's no reason for anything else at all any other sauce like you can fuck it up putting it on something like, if something just takes sauce, you can put ranch on it. Hi, Sydney. We started talking about food, and Sydney came over. Look, so- here's the thing. I know if I take ranch, and I get, like, a Cajun dry rub from Wingstop, I know that shit's going to slap. If I take that Cajun dry rub and dunk it in honey mustard, I think I'm like, gag. <laughs> That's how I know ranch is better. Also, I want to, like... I want to take this one step further. You can call this my hot take. Buffalo wings, gross. Buffalo, like buffalo sauce in general, gross. Yes, hundred percent. 
Oh, oh, the hot buffalo sauce? Like regular buffalo sauce. I'm like not, like I would not eat it, I guess. But like there is not a world where I would rather have a buffalo wing than a like barbecue wing. And if I wanted something hot, I'd go get a Cajun wing from fucking Wingstop because it tastes better. Like buffalo sauce isn't good. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and um, I, I've heard arguments from our friends where it's like, oh, dude, buffalo wings are the best. And it's like, you got dunk it in blue cheese. Well, ranch is better on every other wing in existence other than buffalo wings, but like blue cheese is with the best wings is the best sauce. And it's like, that is terrible logic. Like, fuck you. Like, no. <laughs> like, blue cheese can't be good if it's only good on one wing. And one wing, like, it can be the best, I guess. But, like, it's not. Like, but whatever. I. Wow. Bone in barbecue wings are Wait, the best. Are you a bone in or a bone out? Bone in. Gavin? Uh, uh, no, he's a bone out. Honey mustard barbecue wing Duncan motherfucker. Oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> care. Like. How beans? <laughs> How you have so many bad wing takes? Wait, you had one good wing take, and that was a buffalo sauce is bad, and that's like the layup because it is. <laughs> I'm ca- beans. Do you like bone in? I mean, it depends on which night of the week it is. That's so not an answer. Boneless. Like if okay, so if we're going out to eat and there's no discounts that night, you know. Okay. That's an important qualifier. I, yeah, I the important that if there's discounts for boneless wings, I will go boneless, boneless wings. But and I would say, I would say if we're going, here's how I would put it. I would say if we're going three times, let's say we go three weeks in a row, I would say two of those three weeks are going to be boneless. <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe it. It's like finding out. That your son that you thought was going to school for engineering transferred to fucking like teaching without you knowing. It's like good God. Mama Mia. That's sixty-six percent of the time. Yeah, I know it's sixty-six percent of the time, beans. He's <laughs> talking about to leave. I I'm getting phased out of this podcast by my fucking dog. She's taking more screen time. You guys, your guys' food is just like taking Sydney's. Brain. You know what? I have boneless wings upstairs in my freezer. I'm gonna go fucking cook those things up in the air fryer. In your fridge, you dunderhead. No wonder you like fucking. No wonder you like honey mustard so goddamn much. Cause it goes on nuggets. <laughs> okay, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Forever. This is like a three-hour-long episode. We have- well, okay, no, it's like a two-hour episode with a one-hour bonus feature. Yeah. But we need to get out of here before I lose all my respect for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I cannot believe that we've been podcasting for a year, and you've been holding this take down. For like, episode like, 50, episode 56 has made it. <laughs> like, my, what is my hot take even supposed to be? That like we'll still be friends in a year or something like that? Because at this rate, it's just like, for fuck's sake, like, it's like, hey, fuck you. Like, I'm an idiot. And I'm just calling you an idiot. 
Like, this is just me, like, being disappointed in you like a father. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Like, but like, at some point, you're going to snap. You're going to be like, Dad, fuck you. I'm leaving. <laughs> fuck you, Dad. I'm leaving. It's like, go oh, fuck yourself. I'm going to go find a fucking go find a beautiful bride and start my own fucking dealership or something. I, I don't even know what you do when you leave your father. My father was the one who left me. <laughs> that, that's a low blow to my dad. I do love my father. That was a, that was a low blow. Oh, fuck. <laughs> We have covered ground. <laughs> See what you made Beans, look at look at what you made me do, Beans. You made a, you making me a speaker like an Italian and cursing me old father. Father. Padre, father. You making a you making a Sam do an oopsie. By the way, that was really funny this week with Pedro Pascal, so you should check that out. Oh, if episode 56 is putting asterisks beside it. Beside it. Why? It's funny. All of it? Okay. All of it. Okay, so um, recap. I didn't watch Milk Manor again. <laughs> it's going to be like episode 90. I'm going to tell you that I didn't watch Milk Manor yet. Season finale. Sam catches up. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll just binge it. <laughs> I think the worst thing that's happened with Milk Manor, I'll just use this like one like segment like sentence of like the worst part of uh or is my hot take i guess the worst part is like my boss like my direct boss of engineering and like my cubicle mates like looked up the photo of like the women who are like the milfs and they were like eh. like you know a 50 year old married man it's just like eh. Eh. like a 40 year old married man she's like eh, they're not that attractive it's like yeah i know they just look at that and think like I have to work for that. But no, it's just like like I, they just come out like the one gal who did it saying it. I'm like, yeah, like that makes sense because women hate each other. Um, but like my boss coming out is like a married man who's like 55 and like saying, oh, these girls aren't really that hot. It's like, well, you're my boss. I don't really know how much I appreciate you talking about. That. <laughs> like, I don't know. This is weird, honestly. <laughs> I'm 26 yeah. and everything. All of them are great. Like, yeah. I get called like a child like, so often. I'm like the youngest dude. In the, I've been the youngest dude in the office for like a whole goddamn year. I don't know when I'm going to get replaced with that title. I'm just a child. Sure, I am too. I am too. Young boys. God. All right. All right. Who's got a last word? Uh, you don't want it. I just ranch is good. There's nothing wrong with ranch. That's all I want to say. Just, there's nothing wrong with it. It is outstanding. All right, ladies and gentlemen. With that, hopefully we'll get you that bonus coverage at some point. Where we try to pronounce a name, we try to spell a name, we talk about making fun of high school. You know what? It is. It is going to be Monday before this release. Maybe I can get this out by Thursday. Yeah, that's what well, that's what I'm saying. Being, I'm saying like we release this like normal, and then we release the bonus feature later in the month. Don't even have to title it. Doesn't even have to be episode fifty-seven. It's just episode fifty-six bonus feature. Yep, we took a journey with Clemson's roster. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. With Clemson's roster. And Beans laughed at high schoolers for like sending him tape. It's a good time. Oh, fuck, Sydney. Okay. Good time. All right, everyone, we want to thank you again for listening to our show. We've gone completely off the rails. We don't know what we're doing, and I'm glad that you think that we do. 
Um, we do have merch as per usual. If you're still here, we would appreciate it if you, you know, wanted to give us your money because we like money and we don't make anything off of these shirts. They're really just more for you to have and for free advertisement. Um, if you want to go to the link, the link is at our Twitter page at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S. Buy a shirt. Don't buy a shirt. Like, don't like, don't share, maybe share. We don't know. We don't care. F3S is rhyming over dog. There. <laughs> I've been your host, Sam Long. I need a haircut. Gavin showed us some cleavage. Beans is wrong about honey mustard. And thank you again. Beans, will you play us out, please? That's okay. I have got to piss so fucking bad. <laughs>